0: Hey there, we just wanted to let you know that there may be some content in here with some colorful language or off-color topics, and we wanted to let you know ahead of time. So please listen at your own discretion.
1: Yeah. Dude, you yeah. fucked him overstays. You should be <laughs> sorry. Dude, should... if she <laughs>
2: dies, if she dies like tomorrow, my life is
1: ruined. You realize that, right? <laughs>
2: Because she has, like, fucking t- tens of thousands, like $20,000, $30,000 in debt that I'm just stuck with now. And I go, I can't pay any of this. My life's over. I lose the
0: house. I lose the farm. It'd be the nuts. Farm. It'd be bad. It'd be bad. <laughs> I'll, take a, I'll take a. Oh,
1: yeah. Dude. And that, that that's like. That's good whiskey. Is it?
0: Is it? I'll make sure I backwash that, a fucking here. $55 bottle. Holy shit. Nice. I might not even want to drink this because I don't
1: know if I'll appreciate it. You will. I bet he just don't take a big swig, just take a he's sip He's not gonna, and he's gonna be a pussy
2: You're gonna hear so much of us <laughs> Going <laughs> Into
1: the
0: mic I don't think that's a problem
1: Alright well, Watch, we're gonna hit record And we're all just gonna go Bullshit, we are, brother. You That's know?
2: funny. We're
0: already recording. <laughs> you okay. know I'm yep. sitting here right now, right? You got your credit score, your social security number.
1: Oh, good Fuck
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey,
2: my name is David Michael Reed. I'm a cancer, and my social <laughs> security number Dave? is. Whatever.
0: <laughs>
2: Why didn't you tell us? I <laughs> said, I was born in July. <laughs>
1: I was born with no arms or legs. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, these are cybernetic.
1: You no, know, so, so the weird thing is, I found out my net, like my net value, is actually zero.
0: <laughs>
1: what is that? Fuck yeah! How does that work? That means I have fifty thousand dollars in debt and fifty thousand dollars in assets, which means cool. my overall net value—I'm a zero. Per, it's almost like I don't exist financially. Yeah, it's just my net value is totally zero.
2: At least it's not negative, bro. That could be a lot worse. <laughs> you could you could do the,
1: the student loan thing. I'm like not I did. in the red. Ooh, yeah. I'm teetering on the edge of very easily being in the red, though. So am I, bro.
2: <laughs> just so you guys are aware, when we uh, I mean, sit we're down and talk on. together to do these things, we uh, you know we have some beverages. We're men. We're adults, and so the language <laughs> gets interesting. So just be ready. Maybe don't let your kids listen to it. That, that there, be, we probably won't say too much crazy that, stuff. That should be its but own. we probably rating. will.
1: This should be IL rated for interesting language. <laughs> interesting. we create a new rating for language. <laughs> uh, the first thing I want to talk about.
0: Let's do it. Is the name of this thing. Because we might have a name by the time this comes out. Maybe, but, yeah. But. So, <laughs> so Pat's suggestion
1: was. This is going to be bad.
0: Oh, oh, by the way, uh, I'm AJ. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And that's all you're ever going to get.
1: We all play instruments.
0: Well, it's in
2: the band. probably always going to be. They're us.
1: not going to know which one is which, yeah. except for you. Like the-
2: You're going to know which one's me. We're, my we're voice officially
1: like it does. instrumentists <laughs> and anabasis.
2: Instrumentists. <laughs> instrumentists. <laughs> anabasis, thank you. <laughs> Very nice.
0: Uh, no, no, So the first not even Anabasis. Close, no. <laughs> 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 I'm the Anabasis. You
1: had to well, fucking do it. You had to do it. Ooh.
0: so the the first thing is the name so so pat decided that he wants to be professional like he wants this to be like a thing that he can be proud of and show his mom and he won't be <laughs> not until at all. we
2: have any dialogue like the second we start talking
0: <laughs> he's gonna be so disappointed so he uh he uh he
1: said a nabicast I have Which, no problem no, with
0: that. I also have no problem with it, but it's so vanilla. I just, It is very vanilla. It's
1: very much like... Pat. I think there's a lot of words that rhyme with pod that we could utilize. I've already expressed Like it. Rod. Pod. Like Rod. Yeah, that. we could do the Navisys Rodcast. The Rodcast. But
0: it's all about Rod Serling, and we only
1: discuss our favorite Twilight Zone episodes. I'm okay with that. Well, I thought it was just sarcastic, because we all have tiny dicks. Or, or like the Tripodcast. The tripod. Those are the only two good ones. The, the try Hard I podcast. Actually, I actually did a rhyme search for words that rhyme with pod, and those were the only two that were actually <laughs> any it, good. That's all yeah. you got. Yeah, there's God. But.
2: The Godcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: as if we yeah, don't have. We'll get away with this, that. No egos. No egos. No egos. No egos. So I, dude, I was walking out of Walmart today, and this lady approached me, and she's like, "Hey, so what we do is we." we take up pregnant women from the streets and we're taking donations and we're selling merchandise to try to support these homeless pregnant women. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can kind of get on board with that. So I walk up to the table and it was just all Jesus stuff. And I'm not saying that I'm pushing any sort of religion on the band or whatever, but that just ain't me. I couldn't get on board with that stuff. So you swung at her? (laughs) <laughs> all right wait wait here it is oh no we're not professional Stay i'm sorry yeah we, we don't we don't go with good all right so jess jess
0: just sent me a text it says <clears throat> i ate one of those cheese and slim jim combo packs a quarter bag of flaming hot doritos and a 16 ounce
1: red bull on the drive home why would
0: you do it because she was in what New
1: Jersey, so fuck? she drove like an hour and a half. And Jess she is like, said, I want to be a human RPG. So she, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So she said, she said, I had all of that stuff. And she says, and I just farted and almost threw up. <laughs> Dude, I felt so fucking bad when we pulled into my driveway. And so my kid is screaming, which is not new. But I looked back, and it was like exorcist-style projectile vomit all <laughs> over <of> it. <laughs> just the piece so soup. So bad to the point where I got him out of his fucking car seat and stood him in the driveway. And he's still just screaming there crying. So I had to just bite the bullet and pick him up. So I also got <laughs> covered in his fucking puke. Just covered in puke. And yeah. I bring him inside, and the first thing Shelby says is, Yeah, I dumped the car seat in the driveway because it's still covered in puke. <laughs> So, like, anyone wondering what parenthood is like, it's literally just puke-covered everything. That's all it is. No shit,
0: just puke? All the good
1: stuff everyone talks about is bullshit. It's just puke-covered everything. And
0: growing up
2: as a kid, like, who doesn't remember, like laying on the couch watching scooby-doo with like a pan next to you or a pot like a pot or a mixing okay. bowl all right because your parents are like you're not puking I on know. my fucking floor <laughs> so here's a fucking pot with a handle
0: and you're gonna puke in that okay so you're this is drink gatorade non sequitur but
1: related we okay. did give them a gatorade yeah yeah what amazing. flavor
0: change cool blue, blue. only
1: the Thank blue. you And he's Thank gonna grow you. up to hate it He's what? gonna no,
2: see no, the no. color and get nauseous So like what
1: kind of yeah, so heathen so actually I. enjoys the fruit punch No, no, no. It's fucking gross Relax dude. Only when I'm severely hung over The only Like if it's the only one left Like I'd still probably rather drink is, my yeah. own vomit first The
2: only like, glacial Glacial freeze is good, good.
0: Anything that's the blue light blue When you say what flavor Gatorade is it And you say blue That's And any blue that gets brought out You're gonna accept
1: Dude, Pedialyte Pedialyte's the shit. That's that what they do. The yeah. shit. They make like grown up Pedialyte now because they know that. People don't take care yeah. of themselves. They well, need dude, they've to be been they've been hydrated. <laughs> after
2: it's kind, p- it's pretty much what Pocari Sweat is in Japan. I mean, Pocari Sweat's closer to like a Gatorade. You just—it's basically just, that. just the,
1: the moment came up, and you go, "I have to plug the weird Japanese shit I drink." And <laughs> dude, I love that stuff. <laughs>
2: That's the best shit ever. I love Pocari Sweat. I wish they sold it like everywhere in America.
1: So I got this shit. Um, they they caught me on an Instagram ad. I thought I was immune to that shit, but it caught me. Hell no. Uh, it's called Cheers, and it's like this vitamin supplement that basically, after you drink booze, well, they have this whole line. So they have this line I can where tell this is good. Yeah. Well, I haven't even tried it yet. It might be good. I don't know. It might I'll, be a I'll scam, update. Yeah. I'll update next Continue, time. Continue. Yeah. But it's this whole line where in the cycle of a a adult human being who drinks alcoholic beverages. Uh, different supplements you can take in that cycle to make your life fucking easier and make sure that your liver doesn't just explode. <laughs> just give up. So there's like certain pills that you get that you take after you're done drinking for the night, before you go to bed. And there's certain ones you take in the morning. And then there's certain ones you take before you drink. Mm-mm. So they had this like free trial. They they did the wicked typical thing. and I'm kind of upset that they got me with this because it seemed really legit but they do mm-hmm. a typical thing
0: <laughs> where, a I know where yeah. they're like
1: they're like yeah so free trial uh but then we subscribe you but unsubscribing super easy mm-hmm. well the No last it's part, fucking that though. It not fucking e- oh, You have to actually like, probably yelling in the microphone No, right No, now.
2: perfect. Please yell into it.
1: Because I I did the normal <laughs> consumer thing up. where I'm like okay I'll sign up for that and then 30 seconds later I'm going to go and cancel my subscription so correct, then I'll just choose correct. if I want to do it. I'm still subscribed to that, and I don't. Know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go to cancel it. You, but I like I, I, like, I got the pills. I haven't tried so them funny.
0: yet. Do you think it's like charcoal or something?
1: No. No. No, it's not that. Like, no, it's not that like weird kind of hippie shit. It's no, it's like it's a,
0: it's just charcoal. <laughs> hey. No, that's a thing though. Like it's like a, it's like a clean charcoal thing. Like if you have like, like
1: activated like, charcoal.
0: It, yeah, it's basically like uh,
1: Pepto is kind of like charcoal. Mm-hmm. Like in oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. No, that's true. No, this stuff is. Um, they they actually, if you look at the website, it actually they they had me sold. It might be bullshit, but the way they worded it was. The nutrients that get taken from your liver when you drink get replenished by this supplement, depending on when you take it. So, okay, I don't let know. us know because you, I mean, you drink whether it works or not. I'm paying them like fucking 50 bucks a month. So, Jesus, <laughs> you, should, you should, no, I, th- I think it was 30 you bucks. You should go full but, Karen yeah. and email their manager, but no, but this was made That's for alcoholics it, because it's like, it's like, yeah, we'll give you a one month supply and you take four every time you drink. So here's 50 of these pills. <laughs> so, Perfect. <laughs> they just expect you to be the per- like? type of person. What is that, like, 12, like... 12
0: and a half days? <laughs> <laughs> so you just, you're just have four day weekends all month?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're like, you're definitely the kind of guy that goes to work hungover every fucking day. So yep. you're going to need this medicine. Got that it. might that's not awesome. actually be medicine. That's so fucking know. funny. It's called Cheers. I haven't tried it yet. This is not an endorsement. I might yeah, endorse fine, it after no. I try it. I might. <laughs> okay. If they pay it. So you I got to go back. You might
2: shit on it on the podcast.
1: <laughs> I might shit out it for the first time I try it. <laughs> on the know. couch. <laughs> yeah. All right. I got to go back
0: uh, to the sitting on a, on a couch with a pan sick <laughs> kind of Please do.
2: Yeah. So is, I have. This is childhood. the
0: most vile story.
2: I have a very good one for you, too, after this that is pertaining to childhood sickness. Continue. Okay.
0: <laughs> Dave's chomping
1: at the bit, so you better well, this get is this. Well, this was is
0: like, okay, this like uh, high school age, right? And it's not sickness, but it's way more disgusting. So um, anybody who knows me, I mean, this is a podcast, you don't see me yet, but I am the palest thing on the earth. Get that away from me. Uh, and I instantly burn in the sun. Just instantaneous burn. So uh, I was out in the sun for maybe like, I don't know, two hours at a beach one time, and uh, my whole back just just scorched, right? Just it's, it's like you get like the second degree burn sort of thing, just scorched. And uh, I laid in a sleeping bag.
1: He looked the same after it happened.
0: Yeah, I do get pretty red. I laid in a sleeping bag, uh, but... Inside the sleeping bag, I slathered it with like kale or not calamine, uh, aloe, like aloe vera. Wait, this is a real story. So this you, is, this is serious.
1: So you lubed up your giant fleshlight that you're calling a sleeping bag. Yeah, and you slid into it like a giant just in a, penis. just in a
0: pair of underwear. And just bake. Fuck. And then this is some
1: American horror. And I passed.
0: I passed out because it was. It's not like (laughs) so. Like when you get sunburned, you get so tired. You know, like you get all that like sick kind of that sun sickness sort of thing. Oh yeah. So I passed out for like a day and a half. Woke up just like dehydrated, and I got out of the sleeping bag.
1: No, you woke up like fucking Frank Reynolds in that scene where he crawls out of the couch (laughs) and he's covered in sweat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's how you woke up. I got out of the sleeping bag and I turned around to look and there was just like a whole snake skin of my back. And So when you got stuck out, to the inside of the sleeping bag. No. He looked because like it Carrey just peeled straight Ventura off when
2: nature calls and he gets out of the rhino
1: and <laughs> yeah. these stands up. <laughs> So yeah, my whole back peeled right off. As- so you what the you fuck? literally Wild. peeled out of your skin like a snake or a silverfish or some shit. That's Except it's way
0: worse because you know the radiation sickness. Well, yeah, like the, those are like <laughs> yeah. the weird
1: videos you see where it's like time-lapsed and it grosses everybody out. That was you crawling out of your yeah. fucking. <laughs> just like I just like birthed like I imagine Dylan is every night. He's just like. <laughs> Yeah. Every time Dylan goes to sleep he enters a cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: just full of like it's fuck. full of like prime cut steaks and whiskey
1: and just dinosaur noises. Yeah. Well, that's when he wakes up. He makes the dinosaur noise. I'm not even going to try to do it. I no. wonder what he sounds like during sex. He, he makes he's, the he's dinosaur a virgin, noise. so nobody knows. You think he's a virgin? Well, probably, yeah. I think all the shit he says is made up. I
0: imagine that because <laughs> I imagine that because he's bald, he just lubes his head up and just tries to jump up a lady.
2: (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) dude. Poor Dilly. We love him. him. No,
1: he's like, every time he gets to the girl, he's like, they they think they're going to hook up. And then he goes, yo, let me tell you about saturated fat, because that shit is (laughs) tight. And
0: then he looks in your freezer, and if he finds one hot
1: dog, (laughs) so help me. Oh, you are fucked. Not literally.
2: <laughs> Everything we're saying is so exaggerated of the reality of the situation. I mean, that's what gets oh, is the, it? the listeners. I didn't, I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
2: awesome. Uh,
0: yeah, we're going to have to compress and limit the shit out of this thing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So
2: <sighs> when, uh, when we were growing up, um, my cousin Maddie... Uh, Matt, Matthew Sawyer, um, stayed with us a lot. Like, every fucking weekend, he would come over and spend the night all weekend, and we would just play video games and bro out. He was, like, our best friend when we were little kids. The whole time we were grown up. Thing is, every single night that he stayed in our house, he hoes, puke bad. <laughs> and we don't know why. He had a stomach virus for, like, the first 18 years of his life. (laughs) Dude, every single time.
1: Yeah, it's a 24 virus. Oh, 24-hour? No, 24, 24 years, year dude.
2: Every <laughs> night, every single night, that kid would fucking repaint our bathroom so bad. Just repaint, though? It was crazy, he, man. Did he, did he, <laughs> he would, like, talk in his sleep, You're and t- he'd be gagging and shit in his You're sleep, serious. and we're like, Matt, go puke. Dude,
0: that's so vile. It was fucking crazy. I just, just imagine though, that he like, used <laughs> <laughs> he just said repaint. So I just imagine the, kid, the kid's like sleepwalking and he goes into your bathroom and he just takes out her roll of blue paint <laughs> and he just masks off the ceiling and like all the outlets. <laughs> and then he's like, Yes, this looks good. You want to hear the reality of
2: that? No. When you actually repainted? Yeah, the I bathroom? want
1: to. I want okay,
2: to. Okay, so it was. this is a Wicked Good Story. So I still so
1: smell like poo for my son.
2: It was. Somebody's man. birthday. It was probably me and Jake. So me and Jake are like 11 days apart, birthday-wise. He was born August 2nd. I was born July 20th. So it's not 11. It's like 13 or hey, no But either way. Um, so we would always celebrate our birthdays together, like a day in between our two birthdays because they're so close. So we went. To, we used to have this place around here called Funscape that was like an indoor uh, music park. It was, it was
0: Discovery Zone? DZ Bay, Discovery Zone? I don't
2: care. We call, It was called Funscape when we were kids. Okay. But either way, there was like an indoor miniature golf and there was like all this other shit, uh, arcade stuff. We'd go there for whatever reason. Because there was like not much to do, so <laughs> not we to just be playing just whatever, but, yeah, reason. Whatever because there's nowhere else better to go. There's, we nothing, just... there's nothing. We're <laughs> going. We're going to go to Great Northern Mall and walk to go to like FYE to look at albums we're not going to buy,
1: and then go. Well, this place is dying, and then leave. Well, you you do, you want Matchbox 20's latest <laughs> single? No. <laughs> so
0: actually you don't need that. six copies that. of the Black album by Metallica with like, but all the cases are cracked yeah, in the same spot. Yep. Oh, I got a funny story. About, okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> anywho,
2: so we went to Fun. And they had a roller coaster simulator there And my brother's like childhood best friend Was this dude named Sam Thomas Great guy But uh, he was out for our birthday or whatever So Sam was with us And my cousin Matt was with us And then I had Odie with us as well My buddy Odie Um, And Matt wanted to ride The like simulated roller coaster Wicked bad So Sam was like Well I'll ride it with you Under one condition You understand clearly (laughs) that if you hit the, like, eject button because you feel like you're going to get sick, you just are going to get sick instead. (laughs) That button's not getting hit. He's, like, praying for So Matt's just like, of course. No problem, man. He's a kid, man. He just wants to be cool. So they go in there and, like... Two seconds in, Matt's like, "Are you good?" Like screaming, I'm puking, and slams the button. Do- doesn't puke. Slams the button, and Sam's like, "What the fuck?" Wicked best, right? <laughs> so that night, that night, we're all sleeping in the same room. We all slept in my brother's bedroom. We just camped out in, like blankets and shit, right? And in the middle of the night, we're all hanging out. Uh, we're all hanging out, just like talking geeking out it's like two in the morning you know and we hear matt start being like (laughs) and we're like what so we're like matt what are you doing and he yelled some shit he was like sleeping he starts yelling some shit he gets up and he runs to the bathroom so my brother and sam chase his ass and i'm like what the fuck is going on so they run over there and they watch him stand in the bathroom and he just has like a blank look on his face and he just like looks at our shower, <laughs> opens his mouth and just hoses <laughs> puke at the wall, just splashes puke over the wall. Just, then he like turns and looks at another wall in the bathroom, just a random wall. Opens his mouth, just hose hose puke and just re, just repaints every wall, just like whole one, bathroom, just ninety degrees, of puke, just
1: dude. Uh, yep, uh,
2: crazy. <laughs> I look in there, the whole bathroom just covered Dude, in he, was like he, he, he was like a puke turret. He was a crazy. turret. Yep. <laughs> he was a puke turret. My mom wakes up, and she's like, you got to
1: be kidding me. <laughs>
2: so she fucking stayed up and cleaned all that. No. Your mom must
1: yeah. have been a fucking saint. She was, dude. I, we I were, wish I could. We were I, garbage It's not like she's dead or she anything. Just I just want to
0: meet your mom. I wanna My mom's s- great. It did man. sound
1: like when I said that she was dead, she's very much alive. My mom's very much alive.
0: I just want to see where this came from. Like, <laughs> oh, I just... no,
2: no, <laughs> I came from my brother.
0: Oh, that's there, no, that's the truth. Like, no, my brother's like not know, my father. I would like to know How the genetics about that. that. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so now I got to jump back in. A Navicast was pitched, Anabasis podcast, the Rodcast, you know, the Dennis Rodman Kim Jong Hill okay. podcast. No, so I think
2: we can do better, man. I just want a little bit of time I, to think
0: about that, it. No, I'm not saying we got to make a decision, but i got to explain. The one I pushed really hard for was the Frigg cast. That's correct. And that's because Dave has his own language that no, he No, I don't. No, th- that's, you that's
1: specifically... Wake you to Trailer Park Boys, right?
0: No.
2: Frigg? I that's mean, Frigg Jay, is, right? is very prevalent in Trailer Park Boys, yeah, but Frigg is something we always just said, and that's one of the reasons... It's one of the, like... Nine billion reasons why Tropic Park boys just smoked me when I watched it because like everything they do, everything <laughs> they say, it's all stuff that pertains to my entire life growing up. Not not because we were petty criminals, but like growing <laughs> I mean, up in were. Oswego, you, you saw. You it. were,
1: but that's not why. Yeah,
2: <laughs> no, growing up in Oswego, you see people everywhere that you're like, oh, that's fucking. What's his face? The vet there. I can't think of his name. Clarence. No, 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 no. The fucking. Uh, not mustard tiger. Um, <laughs> the fucking vet. that you no, get. That t- loses his practice. He yeah. Oh, it he was. Loses it license. was a t-
1: tiny dancer. Private dancer. No.
2: What's his? What do what they the call f- him? What do they call him? They call him like the fucking caveman or some shit like that. He's he's so oh, dumb. Fuck. He he practices. He like stitches them up when they have a shootout, oh, and then no. he loses his license to practice medicine
1: because of it. <laughs>
2: And he's like it living was in a Sam band. something. Sam. Oh, it's uh Oh, it is Sam. His name is Sam. It is Sam. Yes, yeah. it is. It's uh
1: They call him Sam the Caveman, because that yeah, one fucking caveman episode. And they start a new season where Sam's like fucking gone. Yeah. And yeah. then they just find him legit living in a cave. <laughs> in a cave but yeah. this is after they already call him the caveman. So yep, it just yeah. it was a perfect story loop. Perfect story loop.
2: Yeah, but it's shit like that. that just so,
1: like you guys wanna hear like the embarrassing story about me and, and it used to be Record City or Record Town and now it's FYE. And yeah. I think Record also that's Town? gone now. Yeah, so before FYE became FYE, it was called Record Town.
2: Are you talking about at uh, Great Northern?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, so I'm gonna, so it. when I when I was younger, I uh as a Christmas gift from my aunt and uncle I got a gift certificate for Record Town. <clears throat> and it It was like this little gold coin. Like, that's how they did their gift cards. Oh, that's cool. It was was pretty cool. I love gimmicks like that. It was legit. I I remember my aunt made me feel like shit on Christmas because, like, I was young. So I opened it up, and I was like, oh, cool, a coin. And I threw it to the side. (laughs) And my aunt goes, do you even know what that was? And I was like, yeah, it was a cool coin. (laughs) she was like, (laughs) why don't you look at it again? So I did. Whatever. Why does your aunt like a flirty gay guy Because She didn't choose that She just is it So
2: <laughs> <laughs> You kind of just chose that When you decided how to
1: talk Used to be yeah. my Uncle Jimmy yeah, yeah. 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 No, So, so yeah. finally my, I get my parents to drive me the fuck out there Because they never drive me anywhere I get to the mall And I'm with my dad Who typically, I'd say 95% of the time Didn't give a shit what I did Like ever, didn't matter What I was doing, did not give a shit so I go to cash out, and I have <laughs> <laughs> I have Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP Yo, CD. All right, hold on. Hold up. Dude, I was like 13 or hold 14. Up. Like, I was really young. Hold
0: up. We're going we're gonna to connect on this right now. We're going to admit to each other as 30 or almost 30-year-old grown-ass men that that was the best Eminem record, period.
1: I think all Eminem records are dope. But that was one of that was one of the best. That, that was the one, dude. That that was the breakout. That record. was the
0: best for me. That, that, that was yeah. that was the record that was, where everyone
1: went, "Yo, this guy's for real." That was for real. <laughs> yeah. So uh, okay. so I, I so I get up to the counter and I'm like, I, you know, I feel fucking hard because I got I'm 14. <laughs> I got my Marshall Mathers LP disc in hand. I'm in ninth <laughs> grade. I'm like, yo, I can't wait to put this in my fucking Sony Walkman and get on the bus. The yellow like, one. and Be the hardest dude on the bus, right? So the lady working the cash register did something that they were supposed to do, but nobody else ever fucking did whatsoever and was like, excuse me, sir, but this has a parental advisory oh, sticker on the, the album. Here. So I need to talk to your parents before I sell you this. So my dad was at a different <clears throat> store, and, I, and I'm sitting there going, well, this is fucking stupid because I already knew that my dad was not going to be cool with it. So I was just like... All right, bitch, whatever. I'll go get my dad. So this <laughs> <laughs> is so, a hard ass
0: thirteen year old.
1: <laughs> so I go and get my dad. I'm like, I left the CD with her and I go and get my dad, thinking this is gonna be one of the 95% times where he just goes, I don't yeah, I don't give a shit by it. So instead, my dad had this one moment of clarity where he goes, All right, well, we're gonna buy this and I'm gonna take it home and listen to it. And if I don't like That's it, it's a fucking nightmare. Oh no! He's like, if I don't like it, I'm I'm just gonna break it. Not and that right. You're, you're gonna waste your gift certificate. And I was like, okay. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna get this CD, and then we're gonna get home. My dad's gonna forget that he ever said that, and I'll be fine, and I'll have this dope Marshall Mathers CD. <laughs> so I get home, and apparently, my dad was like on blow or something that night because he remembered what he said, which was the first surprise. Wait, the blow helped him remember. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, dude. I've heard that, too.
1: I, so, so I we get, wouldn't know. So we get home, and, and I had this little, like, Panasonic boombox in my room, right, that had a CD player, radio, oh, whatever, with yeah, two speakers on I, the side. I, did, welded to it? Uh, I remember yeah, those. everyone had those, yeah. So he's like, <laughs> okay, go get your fucking stereo and play this record for me so I can hear what it is. So I started playing the CD. And we got through about two and a half songs, and my dad actually came through on his word and smashed the fucking CD.
0: Did he then did he then like take the half of it and like just take a credit card out and cut some Coke up on the C D?
1: <laughs> no, he never let us see it, even though we knew.
0: Oh, I, I was making a joke. I didn't know your dad did coke. That's that's different. Well,
1: it was like once in a while. I mean, well, I mean that's just like any other grown human. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get video sure. for this next time. Yeah. Uh, so so regardless, uh, I never got that CD from Marshall Mathers, but luckily, two weeks later, I was introduced to LimeWire and I downloaded it anyway. And and then your dad then really. Yeah. At, at, at that point, my parents were powerless. Well, <laughs> what That's happened okay, was
0: weird. your parents were fucked because you ruined their computer with <clears> viruses. <throat> and I know yep. it. Yeah, there's a lot of porn going so on did there. Oh, uh, dude! So, fun fact, uh, <laughs> fun fact to me, you guys don't give a shit. Uh, Pat hates Metallica.
1: Oh yeah. is which me is fine. too. So do I. It's, it's fine. Strange. Why it's does fine. anyone like Metallica? Why? It's it's the okay, most
0: important metal. Let's talk all about time. Metallica. Let's get into that in one second. But I got to tell you, so parental advisory thing, right? Mm-hmm. So who, uh, the retail chain that doesn't carry parental advisory like at all is Walmart. Correct. Right? They just don't. They have AC D C and Country music. Even to. though A C D C is all about fucking ugly chicks and stuff. Um So is Country. You know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh or your truck. The uh the album right. by Metallica, not that you would give a shit, Brad, but the uh the record uh, something about it, black, right? Uh no, we don't no, we don't talk about. Anything okay, I'll after wait till we get into it. Anyway, but
1: I needed some education on I mean, that. Oh, I'm gonna we'll educate
0: wait. you, boy. Right. Um, and Justice for All, their best record. Nobody can fight me on this. Fuck everybody else who thinks there's only even
2: one other album you could even try to argue and its
1: masters. Absolutely, Republic, that's but, it.
0: But so, And Justice for All, their best oh, album. Oh, so was
1: Black like the bad one? No, Black. No, we're, we're gonna get so, into it. Yeah. Okay. So
0: and Justice for All, their best album is available. Correct. Or I mean, when I was a kid, at least you know, like, early teens was available at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Now, in uh, on that record, he says fuck. Multiple times. A few times, at least, in Dyer's yeah, Eve. A couple Eve, times. But it never,
1: hard. Hard. But it
0: never said parental the advisory. They never put the sticker on it. So my theory is that Tipper Gore or whatever fat white lady listened to the thing uh just didn't listen far enough into the record because they didn't like the music and they never caught those fucks on the last track and I'm only guessing. the last track and they, i bought they it never caught yeah. those fucks they I must not have that. because i, I have bought that record like an hour into that. i have i mean i have all of that stuff on cd same thing with megadeth slayer iron maiden whatever but like Dude, i
1: do you think in walmart's like rating process they have like a missed fucks report where somebody <laughs> caught that and somebody got in their email. They're like, "Yo, you got these missed fucks. You got to do." <laughs> yeah,
0: I absolutely.
1: I can almost guarantee you, you that they don't the because
0: Walmart doesn't give a shit about almost anything at all except Including making money. Including their
2: all all of their employees. All right, so <laughs> continue.
0: <laughs> I worked at Walmart. I know they don't. I know um, people that have. I bought- and they
1: you don't. look like a Walmart worker.
0: Yeah, I am pretty ugly. Oh, uh, it's not fair. No, I don't that's a customer. <laughs> oh that's yeah, a customer. dude, that website <laughs> fucked me up that's when I was vice. a kid. Okay, Continue. so I bought the Justice album from Walmart. Okay, and that was the story. They they had it there. It says fuck. I bought it. I own it still, and I think that's kind of funny because Walmart's like, you know, give us your money and buy your cheap. Potato chips. Yeah, we, we don't give a shit if whatever. your kids
1: get fucked up. Yeah. Just give us your money. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: But course. then this chick at Record Town, or whatever the fuck it's called, is busting your balls about
1: yeah. one of the better records. Yeah, she, so she, she must have been that. new because. Nobody on earth has ever gone I gotta talk to your parents Before I sell you this album Nobody has ever fucking done that Do you
2: remember when parents cared about that too though? No because my mom never cared You just said your dad cared And went hmm that's getting smashed
1: My dad cared for about three hours And that was the three hours from when I bought the album (laughs) To when we got home and he listened to it it And
2: then he cared And then after that you were like Do you care if I buy this porn DVD? And he's like get out of my face (laughs) (laughs) Buy it just get out of my
0: face (laughs) And then let me watch it Oh, And you'll never get it back
1: I, my porn dad took dude, my porn. Porn DVD <laughs> is such a
0: weird term. I, had a, I had a couple. Because like I had fuck? this one
1: friend in high school who was like he was like the cool dude who could like go get that shit, right? So I got a couple DVDs and I accidentally left one in the fucking Xbox that was down in the living room. Rip. So <laughs> but th- this was this was like this was way later when like me and my dad were cool. Like he already okay. like he already had that um that like moment where he showed me the playboys and he's like, like he knows you're that you a like man now right like yeah. <laughs> he, like, like he did that in high school oh that well that that's another weird thing like we, it was literally just him and i and we were at the house and we had this he had this weird little camper out in the back so he's like son he, he was drunk as fuck so he's like son he, he's like son i got something to show you you're like this ain't good immediately
2: how could this be so anything I no I, I was
1: I was interested like I knew <laughs> yeah, of course I knew it interested. wouldn't be bad I didn't know if it would be good or neutral but and I knew it would He's not going to hurt bad. you yeah, yeah yeah I knew that yeah, yeah. no chance he, Yeah cuz he he was frail but <laughs> but he's like come out to the camper <laughs> Dude, I can't uh, even say uh, it without laughing I'm like come out to the come camp out camper Come out camper with me son So so we go out to this camper and uh, we're, we're sitting down there, and I had this weird little fold-down table, so we're sitting there, and he's like, I think I was 12, and he's like, son, I got something to show you. I'm like, okay, this is getting a little weird. So he pulls up, he pulls up, if you guys could see the room right now, I'm, Dave is my dad, I am me, there's a table between us, and AJ is like the bench seat next all to right, us. All right,
0: all right, hold, I, I can cut this in. Oh, shit, sideways, god damn it. Hold
1: on. Yeah, but you can't cut in emotion. I'm like in the zone right now, bro. Okay. Jesus. Dave Christ. and you, really? I'm I'm a bench seat. Jesus Christ. Okay. So, he picks up the bench seat and he pulls out a stack of Playboys, right? So this is this is 2003ish. I, let's about see. Right. Yeah, I graduated 2007, so this was 2002, 2003. He pulls out a stack of Playboys. From like between the years of sixty five and seventy one, oh, when no. he was like ten, yeah. So he like he like shows me a picture of this girl sitting on an old school skateboard, right? And you know it's like an upskirt deal, it's Playboy. And uh, he thought that I was gonna think that that was like the coolest shit ever. <laughs> And I just wicked did not, I was, just, <laughs> that message was not received. You're like, Kay. Yeah. Like I, I phoned it in. I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Like we supposed to like sit here and get boners together or what, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like, what the fuck what is this about? How? And then he just did the typical dad thing where he just goes, all right, I'm going to leave you with these. And he just walked back in the house. So I'm just, I'm just a 12 year old sitting on this camper by myself looking at, really old playboys very Very, confused like uninterested why is
2: this how this is taking place yeah
1: like my fucking halo one game is paused inside and i'm sitting there and you were busy oh okay thanks for this harry bush infographic (laughs) but i didn't need it
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing dude when when we were younger we would hang out we had this we lived down by uh you didn't need to hear that we we lived down by skyline <laughs> drive over across from like the races and our backyard had a giant pipe in it that went over wine creek and so we would walk over into the like apartments and we knew people from school that lived over there and shit but mostly we would just go explore the woods in that area and we found a sketchy, like, porn stash in the woods over there. And we were like, this ain't oh, a good Oh, I found sign. one of those, too. Like, we looked through it and shit, but obviously we looked through it one time and we are like, few that's a bad A few sign. of the pages are stuck together. We are gonna, we're going to bounce before a guy shows up and starts trying to do stuff to us. <laughs> Fuck that. So we got out of there. But what, like it's a kitty trap? Like- seeing- yeah, dude, What? You know how many kids lived at Wine Creek and in the, those surrounding neighborhoods? I'm not from and it, here, dude. it guaranteed I'm... was just some 14-year-old boy's You could probably guess. You didn't have places to get it in home. <laughs> I have
0: seen some of them.
2: A lot of kids, man. A lot of kids around here. That's like what Oswego was. When we were growing up, you lived here because you worked at the Nuke Planter Novalis, and you were raising a family. That's about it.
0: Let me hit you with that story that you did Uh-oh. when you're ready. Yeah, go. Are you ready? I
2: don't, whatever.
0: So speaking of the people that live here or that lived here hopefully are dead now. I don't
2: know. Oh God.
0: <laughs> Remember that time that you were in the car, I think it was me, you and Pat, and we were going to get Steve because we were going to practice or a show or something. Yeah. And the three of us or whoever it was was in the car and we go to get Steve and we're waiting for him to come down from his apartment. And there's just a guy in the middle of the <laughs> intersection, shirtless, with it must have been like a natty daddy or something, you know, just out of the out of the paper bag. And he's just like swinging oh, he's his open arms. Container full blast. Yeah. And he was just yelling at somebody who happened to be in his head that uh, none of us it's, could see. It was
2: probably Clarence. I it
0: was like, <laughs> I like so that you know his he, name. Yeah, well, probably, yeah, probably
1: Clarence. Everybody
2: around here knows Clarence.
1: Clarence, so, if you're listening, we love you, man. I don't know how. do he No, we listening, fucking don't? <laughs> don't
0: come to Burn barrier <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, calling yeah, you, the cops. You're also
1: a piece of shit. There, so, there, go ahead.
0: so the, the the punchline, the best part of this whole story is we all see this guy at the same time. We're just sitting there in the car waiting for Steve and Dave just taps us both on the shoulders and leans in and goes, dude, he's hard.
2: (laughs) Dude, you got to make the best of it. When everywhere you look, you just can't stand what you're seeing all day long. You got to make fun of it. You got to make the best of it, man.
1: There's nothing else. This to
2: place is super fucked up, and people people that live here and don't think this place is fucked up, they only tell themselves it's not fucked up because they've never been anywhere else ever, and they can't accept the fact that they're going to spend their whole life in this shit dump town.
1: I got to argue they that point. I got to argue that point. My argument is that there are certain circles in this town that are super fucked up. But there are circles that are not, and it depends on what circle you're in.
2: Yeah, but the circles that aren't is like 25 of us in a town that's population 20,000. And that's hard to argue.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
2: There's good people in this (laughs) town, but it's like every one to 100. And the 100 is just bad garbage.
1: This this town is unique in that you you can drive one mile and go... Oh, this is a lovely beach, and you can drive a half a mile and go, Oh, there's people playing golf. This place must be nice. Mm-hmm. And then you can drive another mile, and you can go, Oh, there's a seven-year-old smoking crack and stabbing people. <laughs> it's it's all very close quarters. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so
0: so let me give you the geography of Albany, New York, mm-hmm. because that's where I live. And... <sighs> Any given city, anywhere I've ever been, I've driven over Salt Lake City. I've been to like San Francisco, Chicago, New York, LA, Boston, blah blah blah.
1: Wow, braggadocious. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty. I'm pretty middle class. Weird, weird,
1: that, weird flex, but okay. We've
0: all been
2: on the road, so we know that's not a flex. He's complaining about it.
1: <laughs> I, I'm about to. Anything AJ says is a complaint,
0: more or less. And I like to spend money anyway. <laughs> so uh, thanks, Daddy. <laughs> so we're. Uh, any given city that i've ever been to makes sense there's a downtown area and then outside of that downtown it's like a little circle and then bigger circles radiate outward yeah right so think about any given city Usually, like yeah. new york city manhattan is your downtown sure all the other things radiate outward. You know, you go up to the Bronx, Queens, mm-hmm. Brooklyn, Staten mm-hmm. Island, parts of Jersey. It gets thinner population, then it turns into suburbs, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Albany, New York is the worst geographic clusterfuck I've ever seen or lived in. And I, I mean I like living there. It's totally it's totally a great place to live. It's on par with everything else. Um, yeah, I've, but I've always liked Albany. The infrastructure is dog shit. So I mean it's old. Old as dirt. Henry Hudson, those Dutch doughy motherfuckers
1: come and settle the area, you know. And uh, Is that you? Because you're doughy.
0: I'm uh, doughy Pollock. thank you.
1: Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, Wrong class. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: downtown is butted up against the, the river, the Hudson River, and that's it. So downtown is like, if you think of like a, a rainbow, it's like the tiniest little semicircle. And then instead of radiating outward, like, you cross the river, you go to all the different, you know, towns and stuff, that's just where they cook the meth and, like, marry their cousins and stuff. Like, they don't... They (laughs) didn't just (laughs) carry the city across the river. They just let it kind of go back into the wild. It's very weird. And it's not the Adirondacks, so nobody cares. And then Mm -hmm. Albany is, like, if if you throw a ball or something, like, that trajectory, that's the safe part of Albany. So downtown is up against the river... And then it goes to the student ghetto and then heading directly west is like the like decent middle class area. And then it's an industrial wasteland and then it's where I live and then it's another ghetto and then it's another river. What do you and mean by
1: ghetto? Like, Can you explain that?
0: I'm getting there. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if
0: you're on the thin <clears throat> like two mile tall strip of safe area in Albany, directly above that is uh, gang territory. Correct. Confirmed. Actual gang territory. Which gangs? Uh, it's the bloods. They've nice. got they just they're is that, that, is that why you're wearing just a red there. shirt? I mean, I don't want to get killed, so I'm not gonna wear blue there. Smart. I I'll tell you sir so about that after. And then directly <laughs> below that is the student ghetto for all the nine thousand colleges we have out there. And then directly below that is like the lower income projects ghetto which is unfortunate cuz those people just have a hard time but it's it's really it's like just a it's a thin line because they used to have a it used to be open for events before college kids fucked it up there's an armory out there an old armory that they would do concerts and events at and uh it's it's literally on the block where it turns from the bloods run this neighborhood and everything is condemned to oh my god we're in college let's get drunk and party on lark street and it's the weirdest like dichotomy of one butted up against the other, but
1: do do the college kids know that like that line is there? Um, <clears throat> I don't know if they know it's there or, or, or is not. The, is there is there any history of crime? Whereas, like, oh,
0: dude, I mean, the college kids helped perpetrate it. That's the problem. Like, the armory got yeah. closed down because they did like a foam party. You remember when those were cool ten years ago when we were children? They weren't cool. Where they just yeah. put a bunch of bubble bath still bubbles. Cool. Yeah okay. <laughs> uh, so for everybody who doesn't do a lot of ecstasy, they film a gymnasium with bubble bath bubbles and let kids go crazy. So so cool. a bunch of kids left this party at this armory. they wicked fun, dude. And they flipped a car over, and then they flipped what another the car fuck? over. Okay, that they, part's not. And they talking. flipped a cop car over. Now we're talking. So they ruined it for everybody. Like I saw Lamb yeah. of
1: God there they when was I was like, a kid. those parties suck until there's destruction.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, it's not a place I'd choose Tower to, like, live. Life. Like, I wouldn't Sorry, live above no. any of those bars. It's sketchy. Anyway. Yeah, dude. So the story I have about the ghetto with the bloods in it. Uh, and if anybody lives in that ghetto and I'm wrong, please don't kill me. I, I mean, I'm not going to visit. it. Please, please. Uh, just Kellen. run. Just run. So I used to live. We, we've
1: all just been waiting for something. I for used another.
0: to live above that ghetto in the other industrial wasteland that used to be a bunch of warehouses and factories. And I worked in the student ghetto. <clears> I worked at one of the colleges. So the direct route is a place called Henry Johnson Boulevard, and it's like it's like a start-stop. Tons of lights; they're always red. Really trashy. Like people with signs. Just, it's, it's, your,
2: it's just
1: what are their signs say? All of
2: the homeless people hang out
1: there. When you say people with signs, can you can you dive into this a little bit? What do their signs say? Just like. You know, it's it's the generic stuff that you see Punk that like. Horny? <laughs> <laughs> I wish.
2: This
0: is stuff I feel bad about, but like, I I mean, I'm a lower middle class white guy, so like, I can't really do anything about my status either. So it's just like, you know, help unemployed homeless. I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'm fucking poor too. I'm just.
1: Wow, you're such an ally.
0: I really am.
1: Who gives um, a
0: shit? <laughs> Go buy another natty daddy scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see I'm I don't That's I mean I, I care them, so. about people no, a
2: you lot. Don't. I try very hard to be a good person, but I just I live in a weird fucked up place and I see a lot. <laughs> I see a very high density of People come up to people going, I don't have anything, sir. Please help me. And I hear him say it to a guy. Guy gives him a five. And right in front of that guy, they're sprinting like they're fucking running a marathon. (laughs) Not a marathon, like a 100-meter dash. They're sprinting to the cooler to get a 25-ounce Natty Daddy with the money the guy just gave them because they really are hurting for money.
0: (laughs)
1: Yeah, they call that the Usain Bolt to the cooler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favorite
2: it's was uh, when it's you were leaving. I like that, but it's, it's Wait, 90% is, of the time. Is that guy's
1: name really Usain Bolt? Yeah. That's correct. The yeah. Olympic runner. He yeah, won he like broke the, one, one or two like, years. shattered years? the
2: world record for the 200 meter.
1: Do you think, like, right? is he, like, so genetically predisposed that his parents just knew he was going to be he the knew. fastest? So they made up that last name, and they were like, like, they found them. Oh, yeah, dude. Probably. Like, they found them in Africa, and and, and they knew they were going to have the fastest kid ever. So they're like, off. So, what's your last name? And they're it's like, a Government
2: experiment, dude. Bolt. Here's how you know <laughs> all you have to do is look up if Africa's Olympic team is government funded, and you're going to get your answer right there. Tracy. Well, the
1: answer is Africa doesn't have a government. Y'all so. got computers in <laughs> no, the really. You can Google that shit. <laughs> That's an interesting take on that. <laughs> Did you did you guys know? So okay, so all of the maps that we see, right? Okay, all, all the maps. I, I mean, are you done? Oh, uh, I'm waiting.
0: I'm waiting go to see what you're it. going with this. Well, I know everyone's really interested. Well, oh, my story sucks. Just go. Uh, well, no, just go. everyone's
1: really interested in Albany, but they're actually not. So that's totally fine. What's interesting to me is that <laughs> <laughs> the maps that we see. This is what I learned. The maps that we see in school. Are skewed, and the continent of Africa is actually way fucking bigger. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. like way, I saw that. Way, way bigger. Gigantic. I realized that the
0: other day, actually. Yeah, like within the last week or so, I saw like it was a yeah. different. It was a different perspective map or something where they drew it more accurate, accurate to yeah, like, like the like, size like it's of actually the land, real, yeah. like the
1: way because it doesn't bend. Yeah. So. What like what do you? What do you guys make of that? What is what's the implications of that? How many more people are there than we know of? Like, are it is the is Europe and North America such a huge industrial mega complex um, that that they think that Africa doesn't matter? Or, I, okay, I don't know at, who said that to at, you. At Hard what point? Say. No, at, at what point is Africa gonna become a a country or a continent where? They've got the same resources that we do as far as information. Ooh. And they get on the internet and they go, You guys are bugging everything you about. Yeah, you guys are <laughs> way forever. the fuck. Off. So right? They're like, Yo, we got Usain Bolt. That's just the first step. Okay, okay. So trying
0: to not make this so like reach, political like trying it. to Sidestep any people. Oh no,
1: this is geographical in no, nature but, whatsoever. So There's i no. no from politics. what I understand, yeah, in my limited scope, because By saying that you just made it political. I did wow. just make it. Political. Why did you do that? Why? Yeah,
0: Orange Man, bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not an expert nice. on anything um, at you all. Just a
2: bunch of assholes. We know.
0: But what I'm what I'm <laughs> going to speculate is that, from what I understand, a lot of like different parts of Africa have different climates and such because it's such a large continent, right? You know, the United States is relatively the same everywhere. There's some variation, but, like, we're not even, like, that close to the equator. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: Alaska yeah. is the same as Florida. Yep, you're right. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I meant, exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so, Africa, a lot of it is, like, Saharan Desert. And then there's, like, the Sub-Saharan, which is a little bit harder to inhabit. So, I don't know if it's, like, a population density issue as much as maybe it is, like... Um, Just landmass in general. Or, like, a cultural issue. Like, maybe uh, Internet... And just like all this stuff that we take for granted in our United States centric world, and we say is like important to us, or that makes a
1: lot of sense oh, so to us, it's important to the rest of the world.
0: Maybe, maybe it's not as important. Maybe, like I mean, yeah. think about. Um, I mean, this is a weird example, but think about Japan. From what I know about Japan, and I'm not the expert. And we actually have Dave's wife has been to Japan and spent time there. If she wants to get on microphone, uh, Japan. A lot of their culture is a little different. You know, like I, from what I understand, which is very little. They talk about honor and things like that, and not like the stereotypical way, like everybody bows all the time, but it's just, it's a different vibe from what I've heard over there. And people are a little bit less obsessed with, you know, status symbols or just hoarding wealth. And um, it's just a different world, you know, I, I imagine other than the language or, or whatever that might be um it, like if i just woke up one day if i hit my head really hard because i'm clumsy and i fell down the stairs here at dave's and i could just speak fluent japanese in the correct dialect for like kyoto or tokyo or wherever i happen to go i imagine it'd be just a huge culture shock because they from what i understand they live life very differently than we do and that i feel like that goes a lot for almost of places do yeah it goes for almost everybody you know mm. um like think about I was talking about this with Pat the other day. Last night, I guess. Uh, think about the forty-hour work week that oh we my have God, here. Fuck that. Um, to me, Sucks I think. Dick. To me, I think that's a bit excessive. To be honest with you, uh, I mean, countries there's countries
2: doing twenties that make more than us annually. There's
0: a, and it's not even about the money per hour worked. I, to me, I mean, I feel like I've always had a good work ethic or whatever, you know. And it's. Uh, to me, it's about the quality, not the quantity, unless it's something that you literally can't put down. Like, if you have a job where, like, you have to be, you just have to be present all the time. Like
2: doing security, personal security, right. some shit. Right, something like that.
0: Choice. That makes more sense to me. But if it's something like uh, clerical stuff or production or, or what have you, and you get burnt out, or you can only, like, the first five hours of your day are productive, and the last three are you just fucking off trying to go home doesn't seem to make too much sense to me to work that 40 hours, pay a little bit more per hour, work a little less. And, you know, again, I'm not an expert on anything, but from things that I've seen bits and pieces, what I feel like I'm kind of getting a concept of is, think about, like, uh, Sweden and Norway and these other countries. You know, it's really fucking cold up there. They have a lot of darkness and the long winters and stuff like that, but their people seem to be, at least, you know, data-wise, spreadsheet-wise, less depressed, less upset They have a better, I guess, borderline, like baseline quality of life. Seems to be the case. Seems to be from our. Uh, Seems to be
2: the case. The difference is here in America, we're very
0: work driven. We have the motto of you live to work. And a lot of other places in the world see the opposite. Yeah. You work only
2: so that you can live. Yeah. Yeah, yep.
0: And. and So Mm -hmm. I I don't know if that picked up, but that whole live to work versus work just enough to live comfortably is a big, is is guys, I guess what I'm getting at. Um, And like all the political stuff, universal health care, socials, all that shit aside, like what I wonder is if I worked a 30 hour work week, I I guess what I'm getting at is I feel like where I am in my life right now, that extra 10 hours, if I like got that time back would be incredible. incredible. But when when I... what I what, got, I, I, gotta, what uh, I ask myself and what I want to know is, would I actually do anything with that ten hours? You jerk off
2: more.
1: I mean, probably, but what what I wonder is if America got to be a superpower because our mentality is live to work, then would we even be having the option to have this conversation?
2: Hard to say.
1: Right yeah we, I, we I have no i idea. Th- i
2: think when when the mindset was lived to work um it made more sense because we were in a, a time of booming industry
1: Which we're and innovation anymore.
2: and we're not any, like there's definitely still innovation stuff but it's not the same it's there, different, there was yeah. it was there was without that's, president before that's, like we that, had that's no, the
1: hard thing we're, we, we we have these groups that are that are calling to adjust our political philosophies to Match these other countries. There is so it's not like one or the other. There, there's so many things that contribute. That how could you say that if we change one thing, then we're going to be exactly like these other countries? That yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, know, we, I
0: mean, we wouldn't be right. That's the answer so, yeah. so, yeah, so,
1: so yeah. that that's the hard thing is that that we got here by being one way. So now we want to change that one way, but I th- I think how is that going to how's the, that going to affect the I future? Like the problem is is all these other countries have been continuously changing and mm-hmm. we're not. We're just stuck in the same mentality that we've always been stuck in for 100 years? Yeah, yeah. that's and what I was don't, just I, saying. Don't, I don't I I disagree with, with that. And, I disagree with that. And they're doing newer
2: the, This is this is what the problem is. No, I, the problem I is know, the problem is is that As the world has changed around us, we have refused to adapt to it. And we just still run on all these systems that worked in the 60s, but it's 2019 and the technological advancements and the changes in the rest of the world are advancing past us, and we're just sitting here with our thumbs up our asses, and we're not getting on board with that. I, I don't, and
1: some I good, some I bad. I don't, I don't think that's true.
0: I guess what I'm, I, I don't, I don't know if I we think need it's to. It's undeniable. I don't know if we need to go like super into this. We can't. No, as well, no. We I, guess, don't I guess, I guess my, qua- my, my rhetorical question Let's is more do like. It. <laughs> <laughs> my rhetorical question is more like I don't really have a stance on this. I don't really know if I like would fight like crusade style. No, To, me to, to, <laughs> to fight I purely speculate. Something, I don't but give a fuck. I guess my rhetorical question would be like: um, Is any of this even? It's we don't know the future, and that's the scary part, no. right? Like, think about I our do. our parents. You know, we're all like roughly thirty. Our parents are roughly fifty to sixty, whatever. Cell phones didn't exist. No, that wasn't even something somebody thought about.
2: That's such a big. That's like what I'm. I talking think. About. I think.
0: And and but I guess extrapolating upon that like if you look at the advancement of any of recorded history that we feel like we can get a grasp on or we understand as like the humans in 2019 there's so much explosive growth in the last 100 150 years since industrial revolution and all that kind of stuff took hold manufacturing automation we none of us have any idea even like three years from now what's going to go, Correct. what's going to happen. So, I mean, I guess I'm along for the ride. I'm hoping for that, like, uh, download my brain into a immortal body thing, but I'm going to derail this really hard right now. So, like, um, I don't claim to have, like, anxiety or depression or anything like that, like, to an extent that it's, like, m- needs to be medicated I mean, or anything, like but, everybody dies, but so what that? terrifies me, my deep seated fear more than anything in the whole world is like the thought of like dying and nobody cares and it doesn't matter. And it's not like an ego thing. What it really is, is like, I only have X amount of days that I have to wake up, take a shower, go to work, be, you know, do whatever work. And then the work won't matter in two, two years, three years, 10 years. And then I do that for however long. And then my heart stops. Like, That's how correct. do I cope with
2: that? You don't. There's no, no, yeah, you don't. You, you know? just, you just have to maximize your time. The, the only thing you so, can ever do in life is try to make
0: the absolute best
2: experience you can for yourself while you have it. And that's what I try and to try do. to make it better for the people.
0: And I mean, you that's too. why I'm here. That's why we're doing yeah, this. That's this why shit's everybody great. Does what we do. Um, yeah. But it's us. just, it's weird because. If you really—that's not even close. I just said that's why everybody so, does what no, they I, do. So many people don't do that. No, shit. I know, yeah. but but what I'm saying is, if you break it down to like a, a molecular level, you know, you like dissect this as far as it goes, and this is the truly terrifying part to me is whose system of judgment are you using to decide if you've lived a life worth living? Are your own, somebody Ooh. else's, society at large? Like, That's deep. I, so I, I, I don't I, know. It just terrifies me I, to think that like if I feel like I lived a good life, but nobody gives a shit, and it's up to...
2: It's up to you. Brian. So I, I had this
1: conversation with somebody once, and, and I was expressing the same concerns. What we talked about was the fact that the, the human body is comprised of the same five elements in the same proportions as every other celestial being. And when I say celestial mm. being, I mean every other star, every other planet. They're all com- comprised of primarily like carbon, nitrogen, helium, hydrogen, and oxygen. oxygen. Yeah. So when we were I, we were basically talking about what you know what our purpose in the universe is, oh, and what the you know the person I was talking to, her name was Karen. She she was a very enlightened person, and and what she said was kind of astounding. She essentially said that being that you are literally made up of the same things as the entire universe, your only purpose is to be an eye or a lens on the universe. So whatever you can do to increase your own personal experience Mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay, so so hedonism aside, whatever you can do to make your experience matter, whatever you can do to feel better, to feel more, to feel like fulfilled, like you're like, expanded, yeah, to feel fulfilled, yeah, you are you're performing your duty. So if that's, yeah, that's all you do, if that's all you do is make yourself feel good for your whole life, then that's not a bad thing, because what you're doing is sufficing to the fact that your role in the universe is to be a lens unto itself, and to make sure—holy <laughs> shit! Right? <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, and and Have to make and stuff, to make sure I can get on yeah. board to make sure that your experience is not wasted. So I I, yeah,
0: I and I'm not like trying to refute that because I feel like any interpretation, any speculation at this point is valid because we just don't know. There's we no don't know. Don't nobody knows. Know. Everybody has a good idea of I think if we knew it what's life after death, up. heaven, yeah. hell, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, it man. Just, it
1: just gets complicated because we also have responsibilities as humans to try to further the human race. Correct. Right. Which is where industry comes from, where where our place <laughs> yeah. in the workforce comes from. So that makes things a little more convoluted. So you can't just wake up every day and go this is what makes me feel good, so mm. this is what I'm going to do. Right? No,
2: because every every single guy in the world would just jerk off morning tonight. Yeah, they go. This feels better than fucking working. I was. So I I'm would, just I would rather
1: be. <laughs> I'd rather be jerking off You'd right get now. I and, and don't don't like, get me wrong. I love you guys, but I would rather be jerking off right now than talking to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, we're
2: human bodies. But so we have responsibilities
1: to each other and to yeah. the world to to try to yep. be part of the bigger picture. A- and right? it's
2: worth noting. I feel like. Everybody doesn't get to be the Elon Musk or, whatever, or the Einstein or whatever. You know, everybody's purpose and everybody's place in that grand scheme of furthering the human race is not necessarily to be like the most important dude on the fucking planet. Well, that's I, most yeah. people won't be. That's and the most thing. People like, that bugs them. That's like no need ego to. Be. They feel like, like they're the why, hero of why the story. Do you have to be is what I'm saying. But well, there is no hero. Right. There's right. Right. Just, just happening.
0: So that's what I'm getting at. So I. And then
2: there's Schwarzenegger. And now there's a hero.
1: And Cena. And John Cena. Yeah. And Kurt
2: Russell. <laughs> Jesse Ventura. Stone with you. the mustache. Uh,
0: I guess that's what I wondered. You know, like, it's... I mean, there's there's no definitive answer that we're...
1: I mean, <laughs>
0: we're no. just three dudes sitting around talking to... I always Hopefully tell people,
1: anybody. But... I, it's I, just. I like to think this is good discussion that people would like to listen yeah. to. Yeah, I I will find I always out like a month from now. So, if yeah. you're
2: thinking about anything in your life other than trying to make it the the best you can for yourself, however you find that, then you're thinking about it all wrong.
0: So, I have a question, and this is I'm not trying to like derail that, but sure, Go ahead. um, what happens like when you're married or when you have a kid or both? And I mean, I know that's like such a dumb question I to got, ask. I
1: got something on that, but.
0: You know, like y- I just spilled beer on my butt. I speculate. I don't have kids.
2: I <laughs> speculate based on people that I know that have kids. Yeah, what I think, what I think it is, and if I, uh, it's quick. Um, I feel
1: like when
2: you have a child, now you have you have chosen to take on a, sp- a specific role in the furthering of the human race, uh-huh. which is to directly influence the next generation of our race and to prepare them for their attempt at furthering even further and now yeah. that's
0: that's how you're going to further the human so,
2: race as so you're, you're going to raise more humans generally right there
0: as you know. somebody without a child as well generally mm. it seems to me doesn't have to be the only way pretty much the same frame of reference of you have friends with kids and, and such so forth family mm-hmm. other kids uh, it seems like, and, and I don't want this to sound like a negative because it's not, but it almost seems like at that point you choose to live for yourself and your kid as Correct. well. Correct. You're trying to live... Through your kid Not vicariously Like you want to go back To kindergarten Because that shit sucked No
2: Except it's, nap it's time Would be great
1: Some people do that And it's cringy as fuck
2: Very cringy Ugh. Very cringy The helicopter dance moms parent thing Oh, oh my, god.
0: my god Oh my god you dude. The you crowd doing every move you ever, you ever
1: go to a dance com- competition oh No and I don't god. want to I have god. It's a Save fucking from... So bad
2: Oh it's so funny though
1: It, it is hilarious that. So bad There's
2: not enough footage Of just the crowds <laughs> Just all the fucking 350 pound So, So this is Okay Okay because they're not 10 anymore.
1: And so so let me speak on this for a second. So I, I have yeah, kids. Yeah, you have kids, man. You have two. Right, so I have kids. And to me, the fact that I personally have kids and I am a, a a person on earth that decided to do that is minimized by the fact that the group that we've cultivated is more important than just the fact that I have kids. And, and what I mean by that is When people say tribalism these days, it's a bad word because what that means is... Which is unfortunate. Right. Correct. It means you're cutting yourself off from other people, right? So so tribalism means you're so stuck to your ideas that you're unwilling to learn from other people. I talk to my kids about tribalism, and what I explain to them is that a tribe is like a family, but it means more because you get to choose who's in your tribe, Mm -hmm. and... And that's a big difference. Like, you can't choose who's in your family, but you can choose who's in your tribe. Yeah. And when when my daughter comes home from school and she's talking about relationships that she's making and she's talking about people that are mean to her and she's talking to people that are nice to her, and the, the first thing I tend to ask is, like, okay, well, do you consider this person a part of your tribe? And she'll be like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, is this a person that you care about what happens to them or do do you care about uh you know who they are? And she'll say yes or no. So to to talk about humanity whatsoever and tribalism is is important I'm losing myself here. I'm losing my train of thought. I lost it. I'm oh gone. no Bye. I'm you're
2: talking about he's talking about tribalism and how um,
0: that's not a bad thing anymore. So no,
2: he was saying how people say it's a bad thing, and you don't like that it is. The thing about tribalism is that the human experience is something very unique because if you experience it completely alone it's almost always super fucked up. It leads you to be a serial murderer and shit. Like, it's bad. It's terrible for humans. You have to surround yourself with a group of people that you choose, right? Now, there's the whole world going on in the grand scheme of things, and the whole human population is everything going on at all times, right? But you, your tribe is like, the people you surround yourself with on purpose because you're choosing to experience the world together with them. They're not necessarily your immediate family, but like you said, they're, they're more important because they're the people that you are choosing to connect with like one-to-one interfacing on the world. As it happens around bo- all of you together, you know, that's like, that could be anything from your neighborhood, being like did you like oh shit like uh, whatever happened in our neighborhood and we're all we all experienced that together it's like a moment of tribalism right but it's really like our band and our you know spouses and our that's kids That's what I want to talk about our best friends and stuff it's like these are the people that we have chosen to experience this whole thing together whatever the fuck it ends up being you know and we don't know
1: but thank you for that that's I a completely big deal. lost my train of thought and that was exactly it Mm-hmm. It's it's that you get to choose who is important for your circle and, and what you're you're doing,
2: mm-hmm. and that's huge. And that can that does have a lot of negative impact when you're when you go. I want to be friends with these people because I think they're cool, and then you find out that they are in the fucking Ku Klux Klan or something, right? Mm-hmm. And you're twelve, and now all of the influence on you is is this tribe of people. They're just a tribe because they're the people that are around you, that are close to you. So they're going to directly influence how you are learning to experience the world. Mm-hmm. And they're giving you a really fucked up view of the reality of the world that is not real, you know, and that's dangerous. That's super dangerous when people are around that. But, but you know? the, the reason so, I
1: think, the reason I think it's important mm-hmm. is just because in school, when, when they're so young like that, or like mm-hmm. we were young at that point, yeah, we, we we were so confused, and there were so many different influences. Yep, And everywhere. that, that kind of gives sort of a, a a guiding light as to what you should actually give a shit about. It's like a prioritization tool. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, if something happens to somebody else, and, and it's easy to get so enveloped and, and to want to be involved. But sometimes you just got to ask yourself, like, you know, is that part of my tribe? Like, does that affect me? And it, it's just an important tool to me for yeah. for fucking young kids. I know. We're off off the track of No, where we no. Were.
2: So, so my Because what we were talking about was yeah, yeah. uh the like human purpose. What's the purpose oh, of life? I, I and can't, how does that change when you yeah. have
0: kids? I can't get into that because I'll just I'll I'll lose my mind right now. No, so, no, 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 no.
2: Because we were <laughs> talking about how like how does that change when you have kids. Yeah. Because he has kids and he was he was
0: trying no, to yeah, get yeah. to that. Yeah. So I guess my next question in that line of I have there's two ways this could go. We can go this the question way or we can go the experience way the question is do we think that i know this is such like a news like buzzfeed article thing but like honestly i wonder do we think that like the access to the internet in our pocket like social media like especially for young oh kids is God. is like a big deal because i do but aside from that the other, kids watch
1: youtube a lot oh, dude i know it's terrifying it's to scary me. it's it is scary. scary the but other it, way it's we also could, uh, it's a double-edged sword go ahead
0: yeah. We can go down that rabbit hole the so other everything. The other rabbit hole I had is um spoiler alert, I actually did like write down a whole bunch of topics that I thought maybe we could get into, but like none of them none of it matters. We're just talking, but yeah, yeah. one of them was um I just put it three words. I made it simple. I put band as family. Mm-mm. And I think that's something we could talk about at some point. I, I think, think that's, that's uh yeah,
1: dude. Yeah, we can talk about it right now. Why don't why don't we take a step back from Like, we're, like, way out here in the ether. Yeah, I don't know how we got there. So why don't don't we take a step back, and why don't we talk about how we all fucking met each other? Oh, my. Okay.
0: Yeah, Yeah, man. Why don't don't we... We'll
1: we'll ground ourselves. We'll get there.
0: Okay. Yeah, sure. So who
1: wants to start?
0: um, I feel like Dave is the first one out of the three of us for this project, so that makes the most sense. I'd agree.
2: Okay, so the way... uh, Okay, well, this one started out of the ashes of Spire because... Um, I had gotten asked to join Spire um, like right before they broke up. And then when they decided to call it quits, I was like, Pat, we got to just start something. The reason why is because I met Pat earlier, before I knew anybody else. I met Pat when I was like 18 in my old band, Perpetual Burn.
1: Before you were asked that, were you like... Sorry, after you were asked that, before we were going to start anabasis, were you kind of not cool with Join Inspire? Or how would you feel about Joint Inspire? Because I know that, I was that musical go. taste wasn't quite your... Was, the,
2: the thing is, is, I didn't know enough about the situation to know how it would have gone. I would have ended up probably not working out. But it's because I have such a heavy influence on the songwriting. Right. And they already had their system worked out. And I was going to step in and go, very cool. Here's like a thousand albums worth of material and ideas and shit. And they were going to go zero. And I'd go wrong by then. I, wrong
1: I only guy. ask, because after working with you for three years, mm-hmm. uh, to, to imagine you being a part of Spire and after hearing Spire at there's a disconnect there.
2: There is. Yeah, so, it's not my style, and, but
1: and, I would have that their style would have changed and I, don't if wanna, I was the guy. I don't want to cut him off cuz I want him to finish this, but I was uh, But I'm going to cut him
0: off. <laughs> I'm going to cut him off. <laughs> Go ahead. I've been like a long time fan of that. So Spire was Pat's our vocalist, half guitarist band before this. And it went a long time like 15 14 years, years since like he was a child Yeah, like, he started it when
2: they were like so, in mean, 8th grade it or was
0: like shit. probably like four different bands you know and i have i have the records on my computer to prove that it was like four or five different bands yeah but, yeah um i as a fan of the band not not just you know cuz i know the guys or anything but as a fan of the band i think it would have worked i think you guys would have made it work to would together yeah, yeah, we and i was really excited to hear that yeah. you were going to play it would have sounded
1: like an nemesis though
0: it probably it probably, probably would have. An and so. then uh, I was bummed when the band kind of fell apart. But I'll tell my story in a minute. But anyway, so you uh, so I, you met okay. Pat as a kid when I was when I
2: was eighteen. I started my old band, Perpetual Burn, with my brother and my good buddy Grant Davis and Joe Motika yeah. and our friend Paul Haggerty, and we did an album. And we were playing. We played our first shows and stuff. And one of the first shows we played as a band. And I mean is some of the first shows any of us have uh, had ever played live. Period. We played at Harborfest during a battle of the bands, and we came in second place. And the band that came in first place was Spire,
1: <laughs> and that's how
2: we met all those guys. Uh, they they beat us in a battle of the bands, which was cool as fuck, man. We we loved those guys. They were they were. Terrible as fuck, and we were terrible as fuck, and we had no business being <laughs> in first and second, other than there were nothing but even worse bands at the time. <laughs> like it was hell on earth for music, and I swing at the time. There was absolutely nothing. So, and it got nasty because so many good bands came out like all around that same time with Psychopath and Cosmic Sea. Like, yeah, dude, that was cool. But um, so if you skip forward a couple years, uh, we did a five song EP in burn that we self produced and that was when we kind of like were getting more serious as a band about our music and started to kind of take on the reputation that we had for having like musicianship. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and then at the same time Spire was doing Discovery. <laughs> and and at which the Which was time, a nasty I wanna read a remix nasty, to that. Album. That was so nasty album. album. Yep. So they did that we were doing our five song EP uh Cosmic C had just started coming out and Psychopath was out already and they were doing like their first line of material and so uh we all connected and there was like a couple year window where it was Spire Burn Cosmic C and Psychopath playing shows together like every show and it was nasty and that's how we got really close with Pat and then uh Skip years later when Burn was just me, Grant, Joe, and Swalik.
0: Yeah.
2: And we were doing our full-length album that we never finished. We were looking for another guitarist, and Spire had went on I the first time, so we asked Pat. So then he actually played in a band with me for three years, uh, or maybe two years. He I think he was in Burn for two or three years. But uh, that was incredible. I loved working with him then. I loved his attention to detail and, you know, everything all the assets he brings to the table. But we had no idea what we were doing. And when he came in, I don't really think he even really knew what he was doing. The only thing we knew was our songs and like what we were trying to write and play. And it was crazy material, really crazy material. Um, Still
0: is. I, I and, want that um, record,
2: dude. It's never going to happen. <laughs> no way. But anywho, that doesn't matter. Uh, point is, so I have long-standing history with Pat. And then... um. When Pat was inspired, well, Pat went to college with AJ. All
0: right, so I, I guess I can take over. Yeah, here. Yep. Uh, Dave. Uh, Dave played with Pat in Perpetual Burn, and then Perpetual Burn kind of just. Uh, I, don't, I don't know it just kind of disintegrated over time as yeah, says yeah. projects tend to do unfortunately yeah. we were um, banned for
2: like uh, 10 or 11
0: years Spire you know. Spire had some members that were moving out of the area of where they were and things were kind of moving around so uh, Dave filled in for our good buddy Mike York so that brings me to my story and I'm, I think I'm cutting in front of Brad like chronologically but it, it, it'll all make sense I went to school with Pat in college, and I met him, and I was like, dude, this guy rips. He's he did, savage. He did, like, uh, yeah. one of the first times I think I saw him live was with uh, Sword of Truth. Oh, his, my fucking His, God. like, joke band, which was, like, Steel Panther before Steel Panther. They had, like, the whole EP about the Chodes. Caliber, which is like a tiny sword, uh, it's, it's, yeah,
2: <laughs> it's amazing.
0: Pat will <laughs> regale us with the cuts. tales on one of these podcasts. Yeah, at some point. But, we'll do a Sword of Truth podcast. Uh, that'll be a good one. <laughs> I met Pat, and I I like fell in love with the band Spire that he was in, and because uh, I saw them play live for their bassist Lawrence's birthday, and um it's just it spiraled out of control from there. Like this whole like all of us being friends, but I was in a different band that I'm still in that I don't yep. even care. Anyway. Uh, flash forward many years I've been I guess I would say I was like in like one of the mid-tier circles of Spire you know I wasn't in the band I wasn't playing with them you were in the you were in the circle surrounding the band you I, were I guess like the consultative circle, circle you know yep. like yeah. hey how do we do x or can you help us with y or like what's your opinion on this or yep. or what have yeah. you and um, I mean I took that pretty seriously i really like that material that last record they put out before they dissolved was just top tier i mean jamie king did it for god's sake and he does bt bam and stuff so contortionist you know whatever but um there was like some movement within the band and zach town a good buddy of all of ours was uh the second guitar player and he was going to move to the albany area where i live Mm -hmm. and the geograph wow the geography on that was a little bit wonky and uh, they were looking for a replacement for zach which leads us to their drummer mike york who dave replaced at the end and mike york is married to my stepsister brad's stepsister so there was a thread there a long time ago that kind of got brought to the surface so brad uh was at one point going to potentially be the other guitarist for Spire. And then the whole thing kind of fell apart through, you know, it just, whatever it, yeah it, it just matter. happens. And then uh, Brad was kind of a shoe in for this because of the working relationship with Mike. And, and the, the funny story I have about Brad is we played a quote unquote festival show in somewhere outside of watertown new york which is like watertown's already hicksville and then like 20 minutes west of there is already like you could just say some barn uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Barn. Li- literally some like barn a new barn. York. not even like an amish one like it wasn't built well it was just a barn new york <laughs> and uh <laughs> there's <laughs> i'm with my other band and spire was playing And then at some point there was like a set break where it was the end. (laughs) Oh, it was the end. Everybody was done. Yeah. Everybody was done. And two dudes just showed up and decided to play with my other drummer, Julian in the other band. Uh, They were like, yo, throw down some beats brother. And he did. And then they started rapping and, My face, (laughs) I was so confused. And one of those rappers was... I slayed
1: slayed hard.
0: One of those rappers was Wanda, who happens to be Brad. (laughs) And he's got to tell this story now because I told him that. Uh, Fast forwarding real quick. So, I mean, I met Dave through... Through Burn, it would have been. Through, I guess through when Burn, Pat, when
2: Pat joined, Burn is when we. Oh, that was a weekend when you guys we started playing with you guys. When we did the
0: um, weekend or whatever. Yeah, and,
2: well, there's that, but like even before that, we played a couple shows with you that's guys. That's true.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dave's always been top tier. Drums, guitar, doesn't matter. Like I, I watched the stuff they did in Burn, and I just like, phew, it's nuts. It's just banana sandwich. So I still want that record, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was happy to be in a project with Dave from this, but I was supposed to be an interim bassist, but because I know all of these guys and because bassists are, I mean, base, I guess bassists that try or i don't know what the word is for it i don't want to give myself a lot of credit because i don't deserve it but the bassists that are willing to drive
1: to rehearsal there it is from Bucking,
0: Albany. uh there are very yeah. few of them so <laughs> i turned in <laughs> no, to you the you full-time a
1: sets, he's funny, a rare but... breed and we're not talking about the hair color no,
0: or or the money I spent or I the
1: know. or the breed, yeah, I really <laughs> yeah. um, it or the, the rarity. money. So I turn, I
0: I, I forcibly changed it from interim basis to you're not going to find anybody else who's as No, it
2: just jowled It just made sense.
0: Obsessive as me. When so we so talked I mean. about it,
2: it just made sense anyways because we were just like, oh, no brainer. But he oh, lives far okay. away, so he's going to so hate the drive. All, we're
1: all talking out of turn here because I pushed hard for you.
0: Oh, why? Don't tell me that. You don't don't be that guy. All right, so. Oh, I uh, I, legit, I went.
1: I legit contacted Pat and was like, dude. I also pushed for I was, AJ. Uh, AJ's the guy. It was a no brainer.
0: <laughs> Is it because I know the tech stuff? Is that? What? Yeah, it's because no, it's because he throws no, down like it, no. It was G's because it was because ear. at that barn <laughs> show, <laughs> I would just pay him back till <laughs> where we I
1: rapped and I rapped hard. Yeah, I'm not, you did, I'm not gonna dude. lie. You actually
0: did. Like, I, I'm not gonna like I, try I to I take. I threw it down. You did.
1: I mean, I was better than the toothless guy. I was better. Yeah, you were. That's a shocker. In some barn in New York State, just question mark barn. <laughs> yeah, Yo, listen, that guy didn't have shit. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I was uh, uh so, so I, I saw AJ at that point, and the first thing I ever heard him say was, <laughs> "Yeah, you don't play an eight string bass unless you hate yourself." And I immediately was like, "Well, this guy's a douchebag. I never want to know him." Yep,
0: that's true. I'm a douchebag.
1: Now we're stuck with him. But then, <laughs> but, then, but then I watched him play the A-string bass, and, and I talked to him a few times after that, and as anabasis was forming, I contacted Pat <laughs> and... Uh, against my better judgment was like (laughs) there it is there it is i was like okay this is probably the guy
0: so yeah i mean thank you that's i didn't i didn't know that but
1: uh yeah that's how you got in the band i'll say it was all brad you're welcome
0: one of the
2: things things i vocalized (laughs) with pat early when we were like trying to figure out who to be in the band was that i wanted aj on for this explicit reason not even because like one i knew whatever Anything in the songwriting that any of us ever threw down bass-wise, you were going to be able to figure out. But when we started this band, we kind of started it with the prerequisite walking in the door that it was known you were going to be able to handle wherever the material went, and if you couldn't, you were going to do the work you needed to do to be able to, and that was going to be not questioned, and then everything else that you had to learn and work on in the band was going to be the business and shit. Because the playing just has to be checked off. It's not. You it can't. It's the first thing that has to be checked. Yeah. So we knew the playing was going to be fine. I wanted to have somebody else that was gear savvy in this band other than myself because I knew there was no way I was going to be ha- able to handle all the workload by myself. Especially
0: not as the drummer. You have Dude, so there's much no way. To there's no of. way. Yeah. So anyway, um, thanks guys. I was supposed to be part time. I forced myself to be full time with their help, I guess, and uh, I here did. we are. So. Yeah, it was Brad. So now we need to hear Brad's story.
1: So how the hell did you get involved in this nightmare that is? <laughs> so six I, people. I met Mike. Well, let me start further from that. So when I was in high school, I was in a metal band, uh, a few metal bands. Penfield. Yeah, you know we were super edgy. Our parents didn't understand what we were doing, and that only fueled our edge. <coughs> so I was, I was. <laughs> I was in a metal band uh, parallel to when Dave was doing Burn. And Spire uh, was
2: going on and stuff too. Yeah. Yep,
1: Inspire was going This was all unbeknownst to me. Uh, Dave was playing in Oswego, and we were playing in a town called Mexico that was pretty close by to us we go it's like
2: 25 minutes away or something yeah it's not that far
1: not nah, if it's even like eight if minutes even. yeah it's, what it's... the fuck it's farther than... if you're going 90 on 104 it's eight minutes dude my whole family lives in Mexico. you want to you want to fight me on the time i do yeah it's legit like dude dave just ripped ass yeah i did when Wicked, i said you want to fight man. he ripped ass which means he does not want to fight no i do not <laughs> fight I either that yeah either that or, or it means he want Wicked and you wants know, to right. fight and i'm terrified <laughs> no, anywho, yeah. So so either way, so so we were playing metal at the same time, and Oswego was like the only place that we had an outlet to play shows. So we would play in Oswego all the time at this one venue called Knights of Columbus
0: that
1: <laughs> has eventually been shut down because when I say metal, it was more hardcore, and there was a bunch of... Uh, kids that were way edgier than we were that's a <laughs>
2: that, that's a nice way to put it yeah you know, that, that, that's a safe way to that put, that put it. that
1: wanted to destroy the world because their parents just didn't understand so they would bring baseball bats to concerts yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Has anyplace. <clears throat> i didn't say anything um so anyway <laughs> so so that was that and and it just kind of ended there for me uh I, I continued playing music it was like i, I Got into some acoustic stuff, some some folk stuff, and some bluegrass stuff. And I, I was playing all this different shit. And then, finally, my stepsister married this dude, Mike York. This bro. Yeah. yeah he, he was <laughs> a bro. Like. I, I didn't know he was a bro at the time. I didn't know that. Uh, that That's a gap that I own. Bro. I'll live up to it. But... Uh, So, so this dude, Mike York, would he? You know, he'd show up at all my family functions, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatsoever. This went on for about two years, and he seemed like a cool dude, but he also seemed like he was like kind of short and weird. So, we I I didn't really talk to him. He's a little short and weird. He's definitely pretty short and weird. I don't
0: know about the weird part.
1: Maybe sexy, but he's 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 a sexy, sexy guy. If you look at him, like if he was like four inches taller. (laughs) but <laughs> 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 he's going to listen to this and want to fight. And I I'll hope you. know, he's going to want to So, so anyway, fight. so, finally, after, like, three years of this dude coming to the same Christmas parties as me, um, I, you know, we finally started talking, and he's, like, Oh, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like metal? And I'm like, yeah, I listen to Between the Buried and Me. And he's like, yo, I love Between the Buried and Me. He's like, you should come see my band. And I was like, oh, this is going to fucking suck. That that was obviously my first thought. <laughs> Anytime a family member says, yo, you should come see my <laughs> band, <laughs> yep. your first thought is like, great. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> <You> know, hard <laughs> pass. So I, I went and saw them at some festival they were playing. And it was Spire. He, he was the drummer for Spire. Tell me it was Trish Stock, dude. No, it was before Trish Doc. Okay, I was already in the loop on Trish Doc, But right. so, so they played this festival, and I brought a 30-rack of beer because I'm an alcoholic, and <laughs> I'm not going to go to a show and not have things to drink. And it was like some <laughs> weird outdoor festival where I knew there wasn't a bar, so I said, well, I'm going to nip that in the bud, and I'm just going to bring some That's beer. That's going to get taken care of. So yep. that prompted uh, Pat from Spire, the first time I ever met him, to put a sign on the merch table that said the money you buy or the money you spend on merch is not for beer <laughs> because he was so worried that people were not going to spend money at the merch table because they thought it was going to go to the 30 rack of bush light that was sitting under the table that i was fucking shotgunning for, yeah. was it the camo can mad dude? street cred points. the orange what? camo huh was it the orange camo can because that's the only way to drink bush either. i wish Ugh. i remembered what it was oh so anyway <laughs> As far as my involvement with Spire, the rest was kind of history. I, I realized that they were the real deal, and I started going to all their shows. I started running the merch table with fucking Bobby Biceps. I hope oh, you Bobby Blowjob, you mean? Dude, I miss you. I would like to make out with you. Bobby Same. Biceps. Dude, that kid is so awesome. He's like one of the most legit dudes ever. I hope you hear this. If not... Fucking Bobby. God, dude, that kid was awesome. He <laughs> yeah. still is. I'm say sure. Bobby was, was cool awesome. as fuck. Yeah. So Very Pat cool. came over to my house one day and one day. I sound like Leonard Kenny.
0: Back one day. <laughs> so, so Pat
1: came to my house one day and uh, he quizzed me on a couple songs that I had already gotten tabs for and had to learn. Uh, it was Finding Up and Jesus The Christ. My Side Bias. Oh, The
0: Hard Ones. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's, well, he's got to make sure he's got it.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, you go that's
1: with it. The Hard Ones. Spoiler alert. I could play them. So Pat came over and I I, I played him and he was like, okay, you're the real deal. So when Zach zack town who uh, fucking our giant ginger another mansion. fuck boy yeah another big one of wicked baby god boy. he's, he's hot, so though. hot dude he's wicked <laughs> he's i like, I like that we both guy. just go straight to he's hot he's like the he's hottest hot. dude i ever met the problem is he's gonna marry laura the and then like and we the have hair. nothing to do okay with let's that. not get okay i'm not like that upset about it jesus oh, christ you're gay as show just get dude. your hands on him he lived with me for a hot minute you know i want
2: to go down
0: Regardless.
1: <laughs> so anyway, I learned all of Zach's parts And Pat <laughs> came over and he said Okay, I guess you're probably good enough But maybe not, but we'll try it So <laughs>
2: That sounds about right <laughs> that Sounds like Pat, <laughs> that sounds like Pat.
1: So, so then Pat left and, and uh, they had a show Recently after which Dave got to play And I did not get to play
2: um, <laughs> Which is how we met
1: Right, that's how we met, yeah Which is amazing because we played shows In parallel For like 10 years For dude. our for entire our adolescent entire, life Yeah, yep
2: and adult life It's
1: it actually amazing. Like, we knew who <laughs> each other yeah. were. Yep. It's actually kind of funny because, like, Dave was, like, the guy from Oswego. Everyone's like, yo, who's the best drummer in Oswego? And everyone's like, Dave Reed. And they're like, well, who's <laughs> the best guitar player in Mexico? And they're like, well, Brad DeVore. And they're like, well, which town matters? And they're like, well, Oswego. <laughs> well, neither. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, neither. Or maybe brother. neither. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Neither, so, matter. Man. So, so anyway, continue. so, finally, so, all the dust settled at that point, And Pat called me and he goes well, we're, we're done with Spire, so do you want to start a new band? And I was like, sure. And he goes, do you want to play bass? <laughs> that's, that's actually a conversation that I don't know if you know about. but I don't, but, but Pat, a, I don't care. Yeah, really. Pat goes, you want to co- you want to play bass? And I was like, well, not really. But if I'm going to play bass for a band, I want it to be guitar.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, dude. So thus, Anabasis was born. So that's how I met all these fucking assholes yep <laughs> some yeah. dude some dude some short hot dude joined my family and uh <laughs> why why the short thing he's not even that short is he? <laughs> he's <laughs> are you kidding me i guess i haven't stood directly are you next kidding to him me
0: <laughs> aj
2: six foot six aj everybody's like, short to everybody. me i don't give a fuck you like, know
1: when you, you you know when you go to the field days and they say you gotta be this tall to ride this ride uh-huh Mike's never ridden a ride, dude. Oof. Ooh, Mike's well, uh, at to be fair, right he's going to want to fight me over this. <laughs> yeah. He might actually never listen to this, which might help me. But
0: to be fair, uh, I'm too tall just to ride some roller coasters. He'll go for
1: it. So essentially, <laughs> so essentially, so essentially, Dave got to play the show that I didn't. The Intronaut yep. show, is that what you're talking about? Yep. yep. Suck it. He, he was very not pleased about it. He showed up and he goes, this is just work. I have to, <laughs> yeah, dude. It was such like, a nightmare. I just have to drive home, and I was, it was like, such "Okay, a well." So let's. Guy. I was like, "This guy's funny." blah blah blah. Let me let me jump I was mostly that. kidding. I was mostly kidding. No, so... you weren't. <sighs> you didn't. No, you did say the most insightful thing I've ever heard about being in a band at our level, and the thing that you said was, "I worked this morning, and I gathered up my drum set, and I drove an hour and a half to be here." And I got to load my shit on stage to do for 25 minutes the most indescribable, best feeling in the world. And then I have to take my drum set down and drive back tomorrow and go to work tomorrow.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude.
1: And that was the realist thing that I can say about what we're doing is that all the work that we do, the short, I say short, very short time that we get to be on stage, and feel that what we're doing is worth it, and and that that stuck with me even before I was in Anabasis. the The fact that you said that, I met you and I was like, this dude's weird as hell, got a <laughs> weird voice. I don't, I never met him.
2: And now, uh, and
1: then you said that, and I was like, and Yo. now
2: that we've been in this band for three years, we've had the unique experience of finding the other feeling of being in a band that compares to that, which is when you release. Your music to the world, and you actually get reception back from people that like it. Yeah, that's true. And and appreciate what you're doing. So that's
0: true. But I guess what I was getting at with and this. that
2: never gets old. Every single time you see a post from some random stranger, who's like who's like dude i live in sweden and i'm the one guy here that found your album on spotify but this is incredible I think and i'm going to th- follow this, you for th- the rest of my life now this is
1: not an intentional flex but we shipped an no, album no, no, to it's belgium not.
0: That, that's yeah. where it was. I was about to ask yeah. somebody, somebody. It's one yeah. album to some random logic, But you know what? Like, that's one not, guy it's not in not Belgium. A big deal, that but it's a
2: big deal to us. Somebody we, across we the world
1: up. paid money to listen to the fuck off shit that we're doing. Yeah, and our to sad me, attempt at being a professional is band, awesome. You know. Yeah.
0: Uh, so <laughs> I guess what I was getting at with this whole history lesson here: um, a, it was going to come out eventually on a podcast. Doesn't matter who's in the room; it's the same story yeah uh, beyond that i guess the the overarching concept what i wanted to talk about was like band as a family uh yeah god i don't know 25 so minutes gay. ago i mentioned
1: that so gay. Oh, it
0: is, it is, I so okay it is it is so gay but it is <laughs> it is how i feel though so think about this right so you, spend you got way
2: more time together than you do with your significant other potentially
0: maybe yeah like so you've got six guys in this band mm-hmm. and um that's six times. I don't know, roughly eight to ten years of playing music and trying to be in bands, local, regional, whatever the hell you want to call it. We've got like a hundred years of screwing we around. We it once; it was over a hundred years between yeah. the six of us. Yeah, yeah. Of, of of us playing live. Yeah, of us you know playing grab ass with a bunch of dudes in a small car and a bunch of gear that doesn't fit. Like it's, yeah, it's such a strange concept. But I I I personally love the idea that. Uh, we're kind of stuck together for better or worse. Like it's the guys that you're in a band with. And I mean, and we
2: don't know jack shit about this compared to the real, the guys. road dogs. Correct. Yeah, we're nothing compared to that. But we're in, not
1: yeah, we're dogs. learning every single and we're, time every, we do Every anything. day
2: we learn new shit about and that's, how to make that's this a perfect serious. disclaimer for absolutely.
0: Yeah. But, um, what I'm trying to think is, in our limited expertise... It's, it's in like our, the, in, our, in our position
2: as a band transitioning to the professional
0: Exactly. Uh, I, I feel like it is an incredibly rewarding experience to be able to, as an individual, let yourself... Uh, I don't, let yourself be open and vulnerable to another group of humans. Doesn't matter anything about them. gender, race, just blah, your blah, fucking
2: blah. mom or your wife or uh, husband
0: or whatever. You're able to have a connection with people that were once strangers that you feel like, as cliche as it is, like maybe you would like take a bullet for. Her. I don't know. That's yeah. that's a little over the you, top. You but find
2: more I, I, people that you want to spend the rest of your life with.
0: That's what yeah. it is. I feel like this. Yeah, uh, this band, tried, any band, a a, tried, a band yeah. that wants wants to be serious, a band that is cohesive. There's no infighting. There's no. White lies. There's no, I'm going to say this to him, but well, not to him. You don't need to.
1: Let, let's let's elaborate on that a bit. Okay. The reason there is no infighting and there's no white lies is because when we started the band, one of our biggest things was we will leave our egos at the door. Yeah. And, and we... Okay.
2: We're all on the so same let, team. Let,
1: let's roll into something that, that is not on the list to talk about, but something I think is important. If there's anybody that is going to listen to this that wants to start a band one thing that we did was we got together without instruments without music fuck oh my god for months yeah probably three months we Mm -hmm. we got together and we all we did was talk it's so important that listen maybe in the 70s things were different and you could be a good guitar player and you could be a good singer and you could get famous on that. But All that right. is not the way the industry works today. Mm-hmm. No way. If you want to be... Close. and and close. And I might be overstepping my bounds here because I'm talking as if we're successful. If you want to be in a successful band, mm-hmm. I'm only saying this because we think we know we have what it takes, so we're trying to get yeah. there. But if you want to be in a, succe- a so successful we're gonna band... Do the work. You got to leave your ego at the door. You're, you're no better than anybody out there. Hell no, you're usually worse. Right. There's always, the, there's the, not, always some uh, other fucking exactly. got three. Not Govian
0: to be guy. like negative, but there's always someone better than you at what you think you do really well. Yeah. yeah so understanding that is the first so stop step. Stop caring about it and start writing good songs. Working so, together. So
1: this is what it boils down to. Absolutely. You can be the best guitar player, the best drummer, the best singer in the world. Bass players don't matter. Correct, but unless they're the gear guy, if <laughs> you're not the most important guy, if, <laughs> <laughs> if if you're not willing to to put the time in, and and the the reason I'm speaking up so hard about this is because you realize that the time it takes to put into a band significantly impacts the time you have for the rest of your life, and if you're you know approaching your thirties. Whatever you got going on, if you have a career, if you got kids, if you got a wife, like that shit is impacted, and you have to be willing to recognize the fact that it's gonna take work, and it's not gonna be easy. Like it's not it's like not you just get fun. together and you write a couple songs and you go, okay, we got it out there, we're good. It's hell no. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> it's not like that. So if if there's anyone out there that is listening, that is trying to start a band, just know. It's not as easy as being good anymore. You have to be willing to put the work in, and you, you have, have to, to be learn on the, the same business. page you as your significant every other, and th- there's so much that goes into it. Oh my god, and if you're married?
2: So, yeah, your your wife has to be almost as invested as you are into it. And yeah. if you have kids, your kids are going to be impacted by it.
1: But but also if you have a wife that doesn't support it, it's uh, it's over. Just you dumper. Just, no, just dumper. It's yeah. She, either
2: either the music doesn't matter or the wife doesn't matter.
0: No, I mean, you know? and that's it's. And
2: that's gonna be your call.
0: It's not like a starving artist, like we're martyrs for our cause, kind of thing. No, and no, that's, no, no. It's it, it is a joke, but it really is like we, as a group of six people, I be, What is it? Four of us. Roughly, at any given time, four of us are like
1: married or in long term relationships, have kids. Gotta, at yeah, at four any four given us. time, four of us are married. We we never know which some one. of yeah, us it might, might rotate. You don't know. Us. Some of us you guys could break probably. up. Fuck really. it, right?
0: <laughs> uh, it is the most uh conducive thing in the world. It is the biggest uh kind of asset to this band. That we're all trying to be
2: significant others. Yeah, we're
0: we're trying to be adult men with jobs. Oh my god, dude! You work your day job. You set time aside for this project to spend time with people that you love. Is like whatever. I mean, like I love you guys. It's what it is. Like you spend time with people that you love to make art that you that you love that you believe in, and you believe in, and your wife or girlfriend or, or whatever it is is at least super cool enough to understand that. They don't even have to love it. They don't have to like band. It doesn't matter if they do or don't. We appreciate when if, they do. They are like, no, it's fine. Like, go spend X amount of time with these dudes farting in a basement and it's weird. do what it, you love because I love you and I want you to do what you love to do. It yeah. doesn't
2: seem like it would be a hard sell when you look at the reality of that situation either, though, because what, like, what we are attempting to do and really what we do how we operate and it's only a matter of time that it will reciprocate into success but how we're already operating and the the choices we've made and like the work we put into what we do um it's an easy sell if you have if you were to if you were to try to start a band like this um it means that you have a skill set and a knowledge base that is very very rare in the human race like, there might be a dime a dozen great guitarists out there, but there's not a dime a dozen teams of guys that are able to operate on the same page and do something at a world-class level. Just anything. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's rare always in every form. If you're talking about painters, if you're talking about, like, the best Rocket League Esports team in the world like Of course car shit, soccer yeah. You know what I mean But no, it's no, absolutely. anything that absolutely. where you're trying to do something At a world class level And you have to have a group of people A team to make that happen And they all have to be on the same page At all times or it can go off the rails At any time And to to even attempt to pull that off is something I, very special, and, and not most people will never know the feelings. Uh, I, I'd I'd be lying if
1: I said that every time we left a show. So I, you know, we we have our own perils, and, mm-hmm. and we struggle through some things. But I would be lying if I said that every time we left a show, I was not one hundred percent sure that we did not have the right fucking team. Oh my god, yeah. to do yeah. this yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because because we time. you know. And and you'll you'll find this in any band walking into any show. Sometimes the shit just doesn't work out, and you, you end up you know you play a good show, but the circumstances aren't great. Mm-hmm. But if you can walk away and say that the circumstances were what they were, but the group of guys that I have made it work. Yeah. The way that it's supposed to. Because we're the right I guys. I think, yeah. fuck you. You're already light years ahead of anybody else in the industry. I think the big deal with us, and it's it's none of
0: this is to like, we're not here like toot our own horns. What what we're, we're trying to.
1: I am. Okay. I'm not.
0: I'm trying to talk about at least for me what my I think is is pretty much real life. At least my perception of it is. Um. The nice thing with our our band, um, if you're listening to this, I assume you know who we are. Otherwise, this is a crazy YouTube algorithm. I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, it'd be funny to listen to this. That would be weird. Yeah, nice but, to meet you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh,
0: a big deal with we us, like, us. at least I'm speaking for myself here, and these other two can interject. When we, when you take the stage, when you play a show... Um, you do all this stuff, right? You show up, you move all the heavy stuff, you you move all the fragile stuff, you set it up, you put it together, you test it out, you make sure it's going to work, you run cables, you plug things in, you talk to the nice guy doing the sound for you. you or know. not nice. Yeah, turn your snare drum down. Or is it too bag. loud? Uh, we'll get into that in a minute. You do the whole thing. You do the script, top to bottom. From the second that you show up in your car and you park to the second that you leave that place... There is a script. There's a general, like, I do this here, I do this then, I do this then, I can have a drink here if I want, yada yada. At least for me, with these guys, I've never, and this isn't a slight to anybody else, but I've never been in a project where I trust the other people on that stage as much as these guys. I don't think about it at all. And we have, you know, I mean, it, we'll get into the tech at some point, but we all—it's
1: all, it's all back to tribe. It's all back to band as a family.
0: Exactly, and, and we proved it to each and other. And I mean, for what it for what it is with these guys is, we have all this technology, all this gear, all this crap. You know, you spend money on it, and it 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 gives you the illusion that you can perform better. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Whatever. I can hear everything these guys are doing all night long in my ears. I got the in ear monitors. You know. Um, I don't think for one second when I play a set, it's not no. even like I think about the other guys. It's almost like um, you go into this That's the like easy part, dude. It's when we it's, play the songs. It is the easy part. It's and this is we're starting to border on some like spiritual stuff that I don't really, I don't know the connotations of, but the uh, the idea of it is like a flow state, you know. So. Mm-hmm. I find for myself, when we show up to a venue or a show or what have you, whether it's comfortable or it's not, whether we drove or we didn't, it's local, yada, yada, um, you set up, you get all the stuff ready, you get ready, you load on, the other band's done, you rush to put everything up, your adrenaline is pumping, you're kind of shaking a little bit, and then the second the lights go down and you go, the sound guy goes, you ready, and you go, yup, and then Dave Fuck, hits yeah, the ready, space bar right. on the computer
1: and I click counts forty it's minutes on. later. There's never never an issue with that goes There's no the issue. It's but the part part that's part the thing. That. Dude. That's, that's, that's the best part.
0: And that's what's simultaneously the best part and the worst part for me. The best really? part is yeah. So the best part is the best
1: part. I want to hear the worst part.
0: The, the best part is we play a show. And that's what this whole thing is kind of about. It's, it's about a sense of community. You get people together yeah, that like you what want, you're doing. It's, it's giving people your music. I want to
1: hear the worst part. The
0: worst Me part too. is I don't get to experience it. I don't... I you don't know I get to be in the crowd. I don't... Know. All right, Kanye. I don't feel like I get to... <laughs> <laughs> Savor it as a performer, and I, I don't that. know I don't know if this is a, a phenomena that's, okay, that's exclusive man. to me though. like I, I want feedback. I don't know if only I feel this way. maybe maybe I'm in the majority and I'm just it's just the way that it works. but Dave hits the space bar, the click track comes in, and then that's it. I just I don't think if you and I just I just yeah, watched
2: state, man. Just I like just playing.
0: watched a you Billy Sheehan interview. Where he said, if you think you stink, which is such a corny thing, but he's absolutely right. Like for that 30 to 60 minutes that we're playing, I'm not thinking, I'm not making choices. It's. It's not that it's like a robot. It's not pre-programmed. It's that, playing it's that you go into this hyper-focused mode where you're just trying to put on the best show you can, whether you're thinking about the part you're playing, whether it's muscle memory and you're thinking about, should I put my foot on that monitor? Or I'm should usually I-
2: thinking about what I want
0: to
1: eat when the show is over. <laughs> should I, I'm not kidding. Should I lean yeah, over? Yeah, so you can and- fucking shoes spraying out of your butt the next <laughs> <day>.
0: <laughs> should i should Not i try out. to interact with this fan like this person seems to be vibing it should i lean in and like scream the lyrics at it? you know all that stuff gets made those decisions get made in the moment Yeah.
1: okay so so point so
0: point. for me the the worst part is what i'm trying to come to is the worst part of playing a set live is that i feel like it just evaporates it just it's, happens it was there and then it's gone. And then we're just trying to unplug everything and tear it off the stage. And that's yeah, not a negative. Right I'm not upset about that. It's just such a strange place to be in because I don't usually alter Th- my mind. That's
1: m- just you being a being of the universe experiencing itself. Yes. I
0: mean, it must be. Honestly, Like I, I can get on board with that idea, at least for that, because it's just that you do all this work and you put in this preparation and then you don't really get to savor it but you know you've done something that, that you you like doing it's, that you it's set out to to, do to it, me yeah.
1: that that's the oneness that a lot of bands don't get to achieve yeah and i'm the, not saying all that of not, the
2: great ones probably do yeah
1: i'm i'm not saying that we're special or that we're unique in any way no else. no we're just fortunate to have found the people that we've can been able them. to find that yeah. uh, oh okay you're right you guys are right thank you that's what my point was when we get on stage though,
0: all of that stuff is happening with me, around me, because of me, without me, whatever the
1: situation is. To you... me to me that that's only positive because if there was anything that went wrong with that, that would be a negative thing where you're going, Well, I, I gotta deal with this on stage, I gotta deal with this on stage. Like no, oh, doesn't... this person didn't yeah. play the thing right. But the fact that you can set you can say for every single set we play, you can say we got up on there, and next thing I knew, we were done. That means we did it right. That I means guess, our shit worked. I guess that's that, a good point. Yeah, yeah. because you're not we you're prepared. not obsessing
0: over whatever the other guy yeah, did we that, that just means
1: that you need to focus and 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 get yourself in there more. And when that happens, you got to be there. Yeah, you got to remember that. And
0: I mean, everybody's a work in progress, and everybody has absolutely. different feelings about this sort of thing. And not me, I'm perfect. I'm yeah. Sure, yeah I'm sure if we did this podcast <laughs> like with the totally other three nice guys really, in the group like, we'd alcohol <laughs> If we did the same conversation with the other three guys in the group we'd come up with some different answers and, yeah, and indeed, yeah. on the spectrum or whatever so, I
1: wish we had all of us here.
0: But my point I guess we'll, is we'll that um, at least for me and maybe I'm being selfish, I'm a bass player so it doesn't really matter what I play. Uh, when That's we when we take that stage, I don't pay attention to a single thing the other guys are doing musically. You're just flowing. They're in my ears. I can hear every note they play or don't play. I can speak
1: to to that even more, being that AJ and Dave are the rhythm section. I've played in a lot of bands live, and I've played in a lot of genres that were not metal, and to have a, a rhythm and bass section that I just never have to question is... Fucking it's a pain in the ass <laughs> is what it actually well, is. I mean, it's not bad. I just us, play bass. Us, no, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. And I'm okay with that because yeah, yeah. it doesn't no, really matter. No, it's the work me. it takes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, but, but even it's important. any rehearsal we go to, I've never been in a band where I can just play my stuff and not have to worry about what everyone else is doing. That's, yeah. It has to yeah. be like that, though. If, if
2: you're going to have the expectation on all the members that they have to show up prepared and have their shit down and the ability to play their parts can't be questioned. You just have to, you have, to have it, right? You can't expect that of everybody else if you're not going to also show up and do that. That's true. So then That's we true. all come with that mindset. So you get the luxury of having the advantage of being able to focus on your own performance because you know... Everybody else is doing the same thing, and you you trust that they're gonna be it's, they're gonna bring it.
0: It's so funny to. because being in a band is I, I, I'm not a sports ball guy, but being in a band's a team sport. But Correct. It, it not that we're like up on the top of a mountain, but the level that oh. we are trying to put ourselves on. Um, in, and hold ourselves accountable for really is what it is. The level we hold ourselves to is probably a lot loftier than the reality of us. And
2: I think it should be like that. That's Which is, I think that's a positive. It's that. important
0: that we do that. And, and what I'm thinking is like the standard that we all individually, the six of us, hold ourselves to. And I can confidently say this for everybody. uh it may be higher than we can even achieve, but the fact yeah, that you're not... I'm we not listening I'm not listening to Dave waiting for him to mess up. I'm not like, oh, man, I hope my drummer doesn't screw up the part so I don't screw up my part. What it really is is I hope I play my part as perfect as I can so that everybody else can, and I don't let them down. You're competing with yourself, which is, I think... I mean, I would speculate where you want to be. You want to play the best you can play. You want to be the best version of yourself and bringing it all full circle. It's
1: regardless of what everyone else is
0: doing. Yeah. It's the relationship that you're in with the other people. They have your trust and you trust them enough that you are trying to not let them down. Not that they'd ever be mad, but I, I want to play the best I can for you guys, so you don't even have to think about me being on that stage mm-hmm. unless I bump into you. That's how I want that to be, and I think all yeah, the rest absolutely. of us kind of are on board with that, which, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, people can tell us, you know, if you've been to a live show of ours, we hear good feedback all the time. Maybe there's negative feedback. We want to hear that, too, but yeah, I, I'm sure there is most always of
1: the, the sound guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. It's
2: it's always, no. Most of the time, the feedback I don't know, but yeah, most of the time, okay. There'll what we
0: hear play. directly, what I've heard from uh, friends, fans, whatever that have been at the shows, it's is that it just seems like we're doing the way we're doing the thing the way that it should be done, which is mm-hmm. what I like to hear. It, it means that it validates the work. I know in. I screwed up the set here, 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 and here. I know I missed this note. I flubbed this. I came into this late. I know that. If the audience doesn't necessarily know that or if they don't take me to task for that, that means we did a good job.
2: Here's a really important thing about being in a band as well, is that as you move up the ladder and you figure stuff out, you are seeking out validation from either your peers or the people that are ahead of you, right? So, you like... When we play a show with a band that world tours and they tell us that they think we're the real deal and that we are doing things the correct way, that our trajectory is is good, right, that means a lot more than when like your aunt Terry says it <laughs> because she doesn't know shit about being in a professional band, but a world touring band does, so you're like say that hearing that stuff is extremely validating, right? And that's fine, but what's imp- that that's not like. Horn tooting What I'm getting at The point I'm making is that As you move up the ladder It's important that you also do that For other bands that are trying to figure shit out So like when we like When we figure out As much as we've been able to figure out As a team together um, And We are playing Shows with other bands And they come up to us and go What the fuck was that <laughs> And they're like Uh how did you guys? What it, wh- give us the list of what you're doing that we're not doing so we give can start doing and that? Back. And here's positive you give positive feedback. feedback and you help them and you give them that info and you don't just hide it and sit on it exactly and be a scumbag
0: and, the, and and all right. So here's the soapbox moment of the podcast. If there haven't been a fa- like a thousand already, I think in my opinion, I think that it is a, a very important thing that we make music tribal (laughs) to to quote brad like to i i'm not even just like grasping at straws here like there's a community of people doing what we do and we do the thing we do because we love it and they do the thing they do because they love it so when we get to connect with people on a more personal level and maybe help each other out with just some logistics or some minutia or some bullshit anytime a band comes
2: up and goes how
0: are you? How do you guys build your in-ear rig? Exactly. We're going to tell them. We're going to
2: draw them diagrams.
0: That's what I'm getting at. So I'm going to name drop a few bands, some good friends of ours in two bands that you should check out if you like music. Otherwise, you're just listening to a bunch of weirdos rant about shit. Um, like High us. Council out of the kind of southern New Jersey area and Pollock from Buffalo, New York, are both super cool bands. And more than that, super cool people. So very cool people. uh, We played with High Council X amount of time ago. Within the last six months, I don't
2: remember exactly. I mean, we played with them a few months ago. That's what it was. Just a couple months ago.
0: Uh, And we had the pleasure to stay with their drummer, Greg. And it was a great time. And we got to talk about just... 30-year-old guy stuff. You know, you, you, it's not about music all the time, yeah, obviously. It's as It's always can, good to get to know you. can tell you by this podcast well. it's not about music all the time. Um, but he had brought up a question about the in-ear monitoring stuff, and if you're not a musician, you're going to skip forward, like, 10 minutes from here or whatever, however long this goes. But, you know, we, we had discussed with him and his bandmates about what it takes to do the thing and how to do the thing and what you got to buy to do the thing and... Uh, all i mean the the beauty of what, the age that we live in now is if i want to learn how to do anything or i want to see how someone else does something youtube exists and i can pretty much Figure it out for the most part. I mean, Ryan Bruce Fluff has been a huge, um, oh my god, yeah, a huge part of our In-Ear rig, and not even like I'm copycatting him. Like we have different stuff that he does entirely, but, but it's you just the fundamentals idea fundamentals
2: about how it all works. Exactly. That you don't have access to just otherwise
0: getting the idea behind it. So, so we were, I mean, I think we were lucky enough to be able to share or kind of teach those guys about some of the stuff that they had questions for so it's kind of a thing that uh i don't know if it's a saying or what have you but um if you teach something you learn it better yourself at least i don't i don't know if there's a phrase for that i would say yes how that works but that i've done a little bit of teaching i I am
2: greatly trying to do a lot more of teaching yeah trying to make that like a career um but i've i have done some teaching and uh it's every time you teach anybody anything even simple you shit, can learn from them it makes you reassess your own technique and your own like way of processing what you're trying to teach them and you just you have no choice but to analyze it in a way that you
0: probably never do so these shows i mean these shows have been great the bands have been great we've spent some time with them had a good time and uh another thing i appreciate is that they they, I guess, they appreciate what we do. So we have, you know, they have questions for us, and we're lucky enough to be able to provide them answers. You know, yeah. we're able I to think say have the
2: responsibility of providing answers. You
0: know, we're able to say this is how we do it. This is why we do it. This is how we would recommend that maybe you do it based on our experience. Not that we're experts, but
2: hey, we tried this stuff. It didn't work. This is why it didn't work. Avoid that. Exactly. Go this way.
0: And I think that's great for us because it allows us to reassess our situation and learn from that moment with a friend of ours, you know, a good buddy of ours like Luis or Greg or anybody, you know, they say, hey, how do you do this? Or, you know, the best situation is, hey, we need the piece of gear that does the thing. Hey, we're selling our old X so you can buy it for cheaper. Here's our old X. Now you can do what we just did, you know. And I think that's a really important thing. And it's not. It's not like a, oh God, it's not like a humanitarian effort, you know, like we're we're doing people favors no, it's, as much as it is we appreciate these people and what they do, and we appreciate that they're doing it the way they do get, it, so we want to actually show yeah, solidarity.
2: You that, know? Yeah, and when you, when you see a band that has potential and they're not where you're at yet, just fucking help them get there. Like, I don't get it. Like, when you see a band that's doing whatever... Um, and they ask about, like, whatever, you know, ask about in-ears or they ask about your tones and how you have them set up so that they sound the way they need to for live or whatever, like, like, any of that stuff, any questions they have, if you have an answer, you give the answer. And then when you see that band get successful, even if they get more successful than you do, it doesn't fucking matter. You, like, you, you get to have the, the good feeling of knowing you helped somebody out and it worked for them. And that's it, you know? You don't take ownership or try to identify with their success. Like, oh, I fucking fuck.
0: Hey, so we bopped the cable a little bit. Uh, You might have cut off at the end there, but the whole point is help your fellow musicians, help the fellow bands, help people that you like because they like you and you want to do good by everybody.
2: If you see people putting in hard work and they're trying to get to the same goal you are and you see anything that you've figured out or that you know that they're not doing, just help them get there because it's only going to elevate them and then that's going to put pressure on you to be better and just everybody gets better. And it makes it so you don't end up with local music scenes that are just a bunch of terrible bands. Yeah. because they don't have to be. They're all every band is already people that tried to get to the stage because they have some desire to try to do something, you know. So, whatever. But if they're shitty people and they're arrogant and they think they have everything figured out and they tell you to go fuck off or whatever, not like you're walking up to them being like, "Hey, let me help you with your interact." No, bullshit. I don't mean that. Don't force it on anybody. But if anybody is not figuring it out, and it's a lost cause. Don't waste any energy on it. Don't be negative to them. Like don't shit on them. Don't go after them. Don't cause any drama because drama's stupid, anyways. Um, just don't waste any energy on it. Don't think about them. Just keep going on your path, and they'll do their thing, whatever. People, you don't need to waste energy on anything that's that's going to be a downer. You know, it's like it's like when. You put stuff out online and people leave, you know, tons of good comments. It's cool. Um, And then one guy leaves a bad comment or something, and he's just being a prick. But everybody reads that one, and they go, fuck, he's right. It's like, what the fuck? 99 other people said he's not, though, so relax. It doesn't mean that he's necessarily not jabbing at something you're aware of or something, but you got to just stay your course and not worry about it. Don't waste your time on that stuff, you know? Now, I feel like that's not easy, but it's a majorly important aspect of the whole experience the whole human experience thing we were talking about earlier is you have to the the point of living is to live like it's to focus on where the good energy is and go towards that shit and don't focus on all the other stuff and that's tough. I'm sure we all know people that are in our lives that spend a lot of energy focused on negative shit, you know, whether it be some coworker or your cousin's best friend or some shit or, you know, whoever everybody knows a lot of people around them that spend a lot of time and energy on negative shit. And, not even necessarily negative shit, but just like scrolling through Facebook all day and every post they see that's a different opinion, they're pissed and they got to comment and shit. It's like you could be doing anything productive. It's crazy to me. Like, There's just so much energy wasted on negativity and on bad shit and it's not necessary at all. I feel like it's important to try to steer other people's courses away from that if you can. And that's part of, like, the tribal thing we were talking about. Is that, like, that's the responsibility of the tribe to try to do that for everybody, you know? Like, if you see somebody in your tribe that's being a negative Nancy, be like, hold up, let's go play GoldenEye for 64. Hell you got to yeah. chill, man. Hell yeah. Hold the phones. You're spending too much time on weird shit. Like, stop looking up if fucking Bigfoot's real or whatever. <laughs> He, he is, gotta like, relax. Like, we too. all know yeah. he
0: is. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think at this point, we can call it a day. We can leave you with that. Dave has to go to bed because yeah. the reality is we still have jobs Obviously, for now. Yeah. So thanks for listening. We hope you listen to the next one. We will talk to you soon. Bye.